If you have a story you would like to hear featured on this podcast, please go to AsTheRavenDreams.com and click the button to submit your story. Also, if the platform you're listening on has the option to rate this podcast, please consider doing so. And thank you. A quick backstory. Weird things have always occurred in my apartment. I posted a few years ago about something that happened with my partner being in my apartment, going to the restroom and slamming the door angrily, only to have him walk through the front door a few minutes later. You can't escape from the bathroom window, there are bars on it, and the neighbors would hear the commotion. Also, having things end up in random spots, like my cell phone on the stove, cabinets wide open, remotes that were next to me a minute ago ending up on the table, etc. Yes, I do have a carbon monoxide detector that works. No, I don't have any history of mental illness like schizophrenia, nor does my family. Because everyone had asked that in my story a few years ago here. I was recently hospitalized this year from surgery that was supposed to be a safe procedure that people heal quickly from. After the surgery, I went through a traumatic experience. But what made my recovery worse was remembering what happened in my apartment a few years earlier. About three, almost four years ago, I had a day off from school. So I was just relaxing at home watching a movie on Netflix. I went to the bathroom came back out to the living room, and halfway through, I was pretty much blinded by a bright light, and it stunned me to where I could not move at all. I could just stand still in my tracks. I heard extremely loud yet muffled voices, and I felt like I couldn't breathe, but like if someone or something else was breathing for me, because my chest was expanding so much, but I know that I wasn't inhaling or exhaling. Then I heard a loud, Okay, it's going up. And then I come to and scream out loud, What the hell? I had to sit down on the couch and just grasp what happened. It was the middle of the day, so I know I wasn't sleeping, and I know how sleep paralysis feels. So now... Years later, after my surgery, it's a few hours afterward and they're giving me a small meal, broth and jello, to eat. In the middle of eating, I start to feel weird. I'm extremely weak and tingly, and thankfully there are two of my nurses in front of me typing up my notes, and I tell them that something is wrong. I lay back a bit, and then I feel my arms droop and hear one of them say, I'm calling it. They lower my bed, and I'm getting weaker and sleepier. I see more hospital staff run in, and one of them asking me, What are you looking at? To me, as I look up at the bright lights above my hospital bed. Then I start feeling my throat close up, and I begin freaking out, gasping for air, and a nurse starts pumping me with air manually. I start to feel less tingly and breathe better on my own, and I hear someone say, Okay, it's going up now. I was told in the ICU that during surgery, 
They had severed an artery, and I lost almost seven pints of blood. I'm grateful that I didn't die, but did I have a, a premonition, a glitch, or something of what happened a few months ago, over a year ago? For some background, my best friend, Jay, and I lived together about three or four years, maybe. We're basically brothers. We lived across the street from each other since we were born. We joke around a lot, talk smack, prank each other. But there are times that we are serious, and we never lie to each other outside of jokes or pranks. This was definitely not a prank or a joke because it would make no sense, and it wouldn't be funny. And to be honest, it would be quite difficult to pull off for no payoff. So, we're living in a typical suburban house in California, north of the Bay Area. There's nothing strange about the house or area. I have the master, and he lives in the front room of the house, which means that he uses the guest bathroom and has to walk to it from his room. It's a weekend mid-morning, and he's getting ready to head to his shop, and I'm walking out of my room, meandering down the hallway towards his bathroom, about 20 feet, and we're just talking while he's putting his shoes on. He goes to put his left shoe on, but has to hang on to something because he has a big gut. He reached up with his left hand and grabs the towel rod, it's a cheap metal pole, and is trying to put his left shoe on leaning forward. He yanks too hard on the pole a few times, and his left shoulder hits the edge of the open door and falls to the ground. I don't remember if I heard the pole hit the ground or anything like that. I was focused on him, and he was just half yelling and moaning, Ah, dude, what the hell? Piece of crap towel rack, this house sucks. Etc. He slowly picks himself up off the floor, and after I get done laughing and making fun of him, he's looking around for the towel rod that he yanked off the wall. I see him slowly getting more and more confused every second. Finally, I ask him if he's going to fix it, and he says, Yeah, dude, but I don't know where the rod is. I'm kind of in disbelief at how stupid he is. And I say it's behind the door, man. What are you talking about? Mind you, I was watching him the whole time. All he did was get up between his fall and his search. He invites me to look, and it's a tiny bathroom with nothing in it. He basically treated the house like a hotel, so all he had was a towel and a toothbrush, plus other minor things in the cabinets. I take a look and all I see is the floor vent behind the door, and nothing else. The rod was gone. Vanished. There were no cracks, no holes. I tried to lift the vent cover up, but it was sealed to the flooring, and the duct was too small and turned too soon for a rod to fall in. Still, he opened the cabinets, looked in the tub, checked places that made no sense simply because what had just occurred made no sense... Like normal people, we just shrugged it off and chucked it up as being one of those times when you drop a small screw or something, 
and you just never find it again. Or it turns up in the vacuum. But I still think about it to this day, and cannot explain what happened to this three-foot metal rod that seemed to have just stopped existing. I know I made this post long, but I feel like it's important for the readers to understand how impossible it would have been for this thing to just disappear. Not to mention, I experienced it with my buddy, so I know that I am not crazy. As a side note, we weren't under any influences, no drugs, no alcohol, and not tired. I've had similar experiences before. Objects as large as a key or a pencil falling onto wood laminate flooring in empty rooms with nowhere to go bouncing just out of sight, hearing them settle, and then never finding them. The other day, I had a glitch, or something like a glitch, happen at work, and it was either a really weird and crazy coincidence, or the Matrix duplicated an NPC for me to talk to. I work at a local shop that sells used clothing, kind of like one of those bigger name thrift shops, except we operate locally and we only have the one physical location. Because of this, we get quite a few regulars that come in, and I've gotten to know some of those people. This glitch actually involves one of our regular shoppers, a nice guy named Craig. Craig was a super cool dude. He was one of those super chill skater types, and he was hard to miss. Everything he wore was super loud and really vibrant, and he was always so excited when he came in. I considered him to be a friend at this point because of how much he came in and how often we had spoken with each other. On the day in question that this weird glitch happened, we ended up with a donation that had about six tie-dyed shirts that were super bright colors. One of them was pretty much highlighter pink and yellow, and as soon as I saw them, I thought about Craig because I knew that he would absolutely love them. I asked my manager if I could set them aside for him, and he was fine with it, so I put them in a bag behind the counter and waited for him to come in. That day, Craig actually came in, and I was super psyched to show him the shirts that had come in. He had a few items in his arms, and he walked up to the register, but something about him was off. He was definitely Craig. Same clothing, same look, same beanie in the middle of summer, but something about him was off. He didn't seem happy. He didn't seem to want to talk or anything like that. He just seemed to want to check out and leave. He handed me a shirt that was blue with a little This Is Fine cartoon dog on it. He paid, and he just left. He barely looked me in the eyes, honestly, and just walked away. I was a bit upset because he seemed to be in such a bad mood, but I let it go and accepted that he was having a bad day, so I would show him the shirts next time he came in. After I finished ringing him up, 
I needed to use the restroom, so I closed my register and made the quick run to the back. I did what I needed and ran back to my station. Within a couple of minutes, I was standing there waiting for someone to ring up when I see Craig walking towards me. Except, this time, he was his normal self. He was a seriously happy guy, and he seemed like he was happy to see me and was super talkative. After a bit of conversation, I went over and grabbed the shirts from the side and showed them to him, and he was super excited, to the point that he wanted all of them. I mentioned to him that I was going to show him when he was in a little bit earlier, but he seemed like he was in a bad mood, and from that he got really confused. He told me that he had not been in earlier. I mentioned that he came in and bought a shirt with the little cartoon dog on it, and he looked shocked. He then handed me the shirt that he was going to buy originally, and sure enough, it was that same shirt. It was the little cartoon dog sitting there on front of the shirt. It had the little speech bubble that said, This is fine and it was an identical shirt to the one that he, or I guess the other guy, that I thought was him, bought around 20 or so minutes prior. I wasn't really sure what to say, so I just kind of let it go. He was pretty clearly freaked out by the whole thing, but he's the type to laugh stuff off like this and say, Oh wow, that's really freaky. I have no idea who that first Craig was, though. He responded to me calling him Craig. He said hi like he knew me. He just seemed like he was super depressed and didn't want to talk. But then, the second Craig was super happy and acted like his normal self. I guess that the Matrix glitched and spawned Craig in twice that day, but I'm glad that the normal Craig is the one that kept coming back. I have a bit of a weird story that happened a few weeks ago, and I'm not sure if it was a glitch or if it was something paranormal, but I'm going to say it's a glitch until proven otherwise. I am open to it being paranormal, sure, but there hasn't been anything else that's happened in this house to make me think we have a ghost or anything like that. A bit of background... My husband has been assigned to working overnights for his company for around six months. It's not something he wanted to do, and it's not something that we had planned on, but the guy that worked the overnights actually passed away unexpectedly, and they asked my husband if he would do the job until he was replaced. It came with a huge increase in pay, so he took it with the expectation that it would be just a few months, but that's honestly a complaint for somewhere else. The point is that he works overnights, and he comes home around the time the kids are getting up to get ready for school. He typically says good morning to them, sits for a few minutes, and then heads to bed after that. Unfortunately, He's gotten used to the sleep schedule, and he can't really turn it off on his days where he doesn't have to work, which I completely understand. On this particular day, 
He was off, and he had actually gone to bed a bit before the kids were up. He had come home from the normal time from the night before's shift, and told me that he was beyond exhausted, and that he was just going to head to bed. I told him I would let the girls know, we said goodnight, and that was that. I finished getting ready for my day, and by the time I went to leave the bathroom and head out of our bedroom, he had been asleep for at least 45 minutes. I could hear him snoring for pretty much the whole time. I leave to go get the girls up at this point, and, much to my surprise, they were already up and getting breakfast in the kitchen. The two of them don't usually get up on their own. They're both really heavy sleepers like their dad, and I mentioned to them that I was surprised that they were awake already. My oldest then says that their dad had come in and woken them up. I was a slight bit confused because he got home almost an hour before they needed to be awake, and there would be no reason for him to do so. Plus, he told me to tell them that he loved them and that he was sorry he wasn't awake to say good morning to them. At first, I thought that Maybe he had just somehow forgotten that he woke them up, but, again, why would he do so an hour earlier than necessary? I asked when he woke them up, and she tells me that it was about ten minutes ago. I responded that that wasn't possible, as he'd been asleep for nearly the entire hour. The two of them both looked at me confused and told me that, he had definitely opened their door and told them that it was time to get up ten minutes ago. They said that he opened the door, flicked on the light, and said, Hey girls, it's time to get up. And when my oldest looked at her clock, it was ten minutes before that moment. They both mentioned that they hadn't actually seen him, only heard him and saw the light when it clicked on. I really didn't know what to say. I didn't want to scare them or anything like that, so I just accepted what she said and moved on, because it was kind of weird. My husband was somehow in two places at once. He was passed out completely in our bed, and he had somehow woken the girls up. I heard him snoring the whole time I was getting ready in the attached bathroom. I could see the bed from the doorway. I know for a fact that he was in bed the entire time. The only logical explanation that I could think of was that maybe he had woken them up when he got home, but I really don't know why he would have done that. If that was the case, the clock would have shown a time way earlier than 10 minutes before they had to get up. I don't think my girls are lying. They're both really well-behaved and don't lie about trivial things like that. I did mention it to him, and he said that he didn't remember waking them up, but that he was also super tired, so if he did, it may have just been something that he wiped from his memory. As I mentioned, this is either a glitch or a ghost, but I'm leaning toward a weird glitch, because it was something that likely would have happened if he had been up, but in this timeline, he decided not to stay awake. So, something in the Matrix definitely broke that morning.
I have a pretty short but weird glitch that happened to me just a few months ago. I don't get to see my mother too often, so when I do see her, I try to do something nice for her to show her that while I don't get to see her as much as I'd like to, I do appreciate and love her. Two things to know about my mom that are important for this story, she loves pie specifically pie from this little bakery that we used to go to when I was a kid, and she is deathly allergic to strawberries. The bakery is near where I live. I stayed in my hometown, and she actually moved a couple of hours away, so she doesn't get to go there really anymore. Last month was my mother's birthday, and it was one of the times where I decided I needed to drive out and see her. Because it was her birthday... I wanted to surprise her with one of the pies from the bakery that she loved. I called them, I put an order in for an apple pie, and then one strawberry rhubarb. Unlike my mother, I am not allergic to strawberries, and strawberry rhubarb is my absolute favorite. When I went to pick it up, I spoke with the bakery owner about my mom. They used to be really good friends and I verified with her which pie was which because of my mom's allergy. She had actually cut a small bit of the center of the crust out of the strawberry rhubarb pie so that you could see that it was red, and I could tell without a doubt which one was strawberry, and which one was apple. She'd box them, as per the norm, but the boxes just folded closed so you could easily open them to see the pie and know which one was which. I thanked her, and I left. I decided to run my strawberry pie home so that it would never be anywhere near my mom or her place. I got home, opened the box, made sure I was putting the correct pie in the fridge at home, and then left to go see my mother. I won't go into the full detail of our day together. I'll just say it was a great day and she was beyond happy to see both myself and the pie. Though... I do want to mention that she never opened the box to the pie until the end of the evening. We were wrapping up the visit, and she asked me if I wanted to have some of the apple pie that I had bought. I said I would absolutely stay for a slice. She grabbed the pie, opened the box, and cut into it. I was immediately upset when I saw Red coming up with the knife. As soon as I saw that... I told her to stop, and I took over cutting it. Sure enough, it was a strawberry rhubarb pie, not the apple one. I was confused. The baker was always good at making sure to keep them properly marked, and I had never gotten the wrong one from her, but mistakes do happen. So, I assumed that she may have just given me the wrong one. I apologized to my mother, and I told her that I would be back the next day with her apple pie. And I just mentioned that I must have grabbed the wrong one when I left my house, or that they may have gotten the order wrong. When I got home, I opened the pie that I had brought back with me, and something just felt weird about it. Because, as I'd mentioned before, she said she had cut some of the crust off for an opening for me so I could tell which was which which told me that she was being careful about the whole thing. This pie had no pieces from the center missing, though. My initial assumption was that she had just handed me two strawberry ones 
instead of a strawberry and an apple. But then I pulled mine out of the fridge to look at it. When I did, I was even more confused. There was a small window cut into the crust, but the filling was a white and brown color, like it was apple cinnamon. When I left the bakery, I remembered looking at the pies and seeing that the one with the little window was the strawberry one. I remember the dark red filling. When I put mine in the fridge, that's how I verified that I was grabbing the right one. There was red in the crust. But yet, when I got home from my mother's, it was white, with cinnamon. I have no idea how the pies got switched, or how at some point the one with the window was apple instead of strawberry, but... At some point in time, everything got changed and flipped to be the opposite of what it really was. I know this isn't creepy, just weird, so hopefully your audience will still enjoy it, but to me, it was the strangest thing I have ever experienced. Obviously, I took the correct pie out to my mother's place the next day, and I just told her that I had grabbed the wrong one, without explaining the weird Matrix pie swap that happened. I have a weird experience that may have been a glitch, or it may have been me losing my mind and my brain causing me to hallucinate, though I'm medically fine and I'm not on anything that would cause hallucinations or anything like that, so I'm not sure that that's what happened. In my house, we have a set of chores for our two kids that they are expected to do after they finish their schoolwork. We don't just make them do all the work. We have our own names on the chore list, and we rotate things accordingly. So, all of the housework is split out fairly and evenly. My kids are both teenagers, so I guess part of me just thought that having a structure in our home for the work, and including ourselves in it, would show that we as a family all work together to get things done. So far, it's worked. They've been decently receptive to the idea, and I think it helps to demonstrate that we're all in this together. This week, it was my son, Danny's, turn to do the dishes in the evening. We have a dishwasher, and we run it every two days, sometimes three, depending on how many dishes we use and how long it takes to fill it. But we also sometimes hand wash small things like forks or cups as well, just because it's quicker to wash and dry them and put them away for reuse. On this night in particular, I was needing a spoon so that I could stir my tea. I opened the drawer to get one, and when I did, I noticed that the utensil drawer was rather empty, much to my disappointment. I grabbed my spoon, walked over to the dishwasher and opened it, and, as I anticipated, it was full. Like, completely full to the maximum capacity, including a number of utensils. Just to be sure, I pulled one of the plates from the rack and looked at it, and it was definitely dirty. This was really upsetting to me, as my son has been better about doing his chores than even myself. 
he was always on top of them, and he'd been pretty good about getting everything done when necessary. So to have him slacking was, like I said, upsetting. I went up to his room and I knocked on his door to ask them about them. I mentioned that it was his week to do the dishes, and he just said, yeah. I then mentioned that that included the dishwasher, and he once again agreed. He seemed confused as to why I was mentioning all this, and I basically just said, the dishwasher is packed full, Danny, why didn't you run it? He just kind of stared at me confused and then said, I did. I ran it and emptied it when I got home from school this afternoon. I told him that it was packed full and that the dishes were dirty so that there was no way he could have run it. I then told him to come with me so we could check. He got up and went down to the kitchen. I opened the dishwasher to show him that it was still full, and, much to my surprise, it was completely empty. I did a double take and then a triple take to make sure that I wasn't about to pass out. That dishwasher was full just a few moments earlier, when I looked. It was full to the brim, and the dishes were all dirty. Yet, now, when I was trying to talk to my son about how he didn't do his chores, and when I told him that it was full, it wasn't. I had no idea what to say or do in this situation, he was obviously expecting me to say something about the fact that I had pretty much lied to him about this whole situation. I obviously had to just accept that I was losing my mind, and I apologized to him. I told him that I was obviously going crazy because he had definitely done what he was asked to, and I thanked him for being so diligent. He accepted the apology-slash-gratitude and went back up to his room to do whatever he was doing. As soon as he walked away, I checked the dishwasher again. Then, I checked the utensil drawer, and it was full. I then went over to the plates and checked those, and they were all there, including the one that I swear I pulled out to look at. I have no idea how this all happened, Either my son is able to manipulate the Matrix to do what he wants it to, or I am seriously losing my mind. I guess another possibility is that I was in a timeline where he didn't do the dishes, and somehow as I was climbing up the stairs, I ended up in one where he did. I will say though, if this was me shifting timelines, this was an incredibly boring cause for me to shift. I don't have an explanation for this one. Basically, for the last five years, I've had a key ring with only three keys on it. It had my car key, my house key, and the extra key to my kid's truck. About a year and a half ago, I added a Lego minifigure keychain, otherwise it's been the same three keys for the last five years. I use it almost every day. I've taken it all over the world with me when I traveled because I use it to get into my house when I get home. I used it to get into my house last night. I had to pop out this afternoon. I grabbed my keys, wallet, and phone, locked up, 
and left. When I got home, I tried to use the key to unlock my front door, and it didn't work. I tried the door lock and the deadbolt, same key, and no luck. So, I popped open the garage door to use the other door to get into the house. That door was locked, same key, and the key did not work. So, at this point, I was pretty dumbfounded because the one house key on my keyring isn't working. Eventually, I was able to get into the house through a window, so I got that going for me. The key still doesn't work. I found and tested my spare key, and it does work. The key on my keychain sort of looks like the spare key. It's the same type of key, but has a slightly different notch. Consequently, I'm a little weirded out that the house key on my keychain is not my house key. The key pattern on the house key attached to my keychain and the spare key that works are different. Just to add, the key on my keychain and the spare that works are two different keys with two different patterns. The difference isn't from where. The key on my keychain has a shorter pattern than the one that works on the house. The OP then posted update. I wanted to post an update since the comments were rolling in, and I have some time to post some extra information. Of the two keys, the spare key is the one that works, and the key on my keychain is the one that doesn't. The key from the keychain has a ton more wear, but it has a different cut, and is clearly from a different batch of keys. I still don't know what this key is for, since it doesn't seem to work on any lock in my house. As a quick refresher for those that are reading the update, the house key was the only key on my keychain that was not a car key, and it had been on that chain for six years. The day before the day in discussion, it worked to get into the house. The day in question, I went out to get a burger at a restaurant. The key worked when I left. The keys, house key, truck key, and car key, were only out of my pocket when they were in the ignition of my car. At the restaurant, I sat at the bar and the keys stayed in my pocket. No one sat next to me at the bar and the only person I interacted with was the bartender on the other side of the bar. I sat at the bar to eat because I was out solo and I didn't want to take up a table. After eating, I came home and the key did not work in any lock. Eventually, I was able to make it inside the house. I found my spare key, which does work, compared the keys, and I found them to be different. Could someone have swapped the keys? Possible, but extremely unlikely. The keys were in my possession, or locked up in my house for the whole period of this occurrence. Could someone have broken in and swapped the keys? Again, possible, but extremely unlikely. I live in a secluded-ish HCOL and very safe area in a very small house where you can hear everything. All the doors and windows in my house are loud. It is extremely doubtful that anyone got into the house in the time period where this occurrence occurred. Moreover, it's even less likely that they got in, took the key off the ring, replaced it with a similar key and got out quietly. 
There's nothing in this house that is interesting enough for someone to implement that kind of scheme. Especially given the fact that I'm usually here since I work from my home. And there are much better targets in my neighborhood. And are the locks changed? Yeah, not only are they getting changed today, but I'm also moving to a new home one town over. The decision to move was made months ago, and has nothing to do with the weird key that showed up. Thank you to all those who were worried about my safety. I'm perfectly fine and safe here in my quiet bungalow until I move. This all happened a long time ago, on a random Friday at a local skating rink. This was way back when skating rinks were the big things for the young people that wanted to get away from home for a while. I don't know if anyone that will hear this story will understand what I mean, because it feels like it was so long ago, but it was a thing that totally used to happen. Not relevant, but... It really feels like the late 90s were a hundred years ago. Maybe that's because time has felt like it's flown by in the blink of an eye. Anyways, I would go to the rink every Friday night, and I would meet up with my girlfriends, and we would just have an awesome night with each other. For the most part, it was typically myself, Tiffany, and Amy that would meet up and we would spend the whole time flirting with the guys that were our age and skating around to the music. On this particular night, all of us met up as normal, and we got into doing what we normally did. I wasn't really feeling the best. I was in a weird mood, so I didn't really want to skate around. But Tiffany and Amy were really feeling it, so... They were out on the rink while I sat on the bench with some other girls, but I really wasn't having a great time. I was feeling kind of dizzy and sick at the same time. Amy and Tiffany skated over to me and asked me if I was okay. I told them that I wasn't doing great. They both asked me if I wanted them to call my mom to come get us. At first, I was against it. I didn't want to ruin their night just because I wasn't feeling well, but then, after a few minutes of still feeling dizzy, I decided that we should go ahead and do so. Tiffany went over to the front desk and used the phone to call my mom, and told her that I was sick and that we needed to be picked up. After they called, they came back to me and said that my mom was on her way, and that it would be about 20 minutes, so... They were going to go out and skate for a little while longer while we waited. I told them that I was going to go ahead and wait out front of the rink for her, and they said that they would just meet me out front. I went and turned in my skates, and then walked over to sit on the bench outside of the skating rink. The whole time I was sitting there, I felt like I was getting so dizzy and tired that I could barely keep my eyes open. I felt like I was about to pass out and collapse. I propped myself up against the building and just sat there, breathing heavily and feeling miserable. After a few minutes, I felt a hand shake me awake, which meant that I must have dozed off for at least a few moments, and when I opened my eyes, it was my mom. 
she asked me if I was okay, and after telling her that I was seriously feeling sick, she told me to wait there and that she would be right back with my friends. Within a few moments, she walked back out with Amy, but not Tiffany. I asked where Tiffany was, and they both kind of looked at me funny. I mentioned that my mom had brought all three of us up to the rink that evening, that it was myself, Tiffany, and Amy, as it always was. She then said that Tiffany didn't come with us that time. I was beyond confused. I remembered it being both Tiffany and Amy there with me. I remembered that it was Tiffany that went to call my mom to come get me. She told me that it was Amy that called, and again, reiterated that it was just Amy with us that night, because Tiffany couldn't make it. This was so weird to me. I was beyond certain that it was the three of us. I remember Tiffany being there, but apparently she never was. I didn't bother to question it any further because I was still feeling sick, and I just thought that maybe I was wrong, but I am certain that it was the three of us. I have no idea how it all changed, how it changed from Amy and Tiffany being both there to just Amy. In the end, they were right. Tiffany wasn't able to make it that evening, but... I personally remember things completely different. I guess it was just a weird thing that happened, or else I was in a completely different reality for a bit where they were both there, but then shifted, I guess, when I went outside? I really have no idea. It's the only time that something like this has ever happened to me, thankfully. It was too weird for me to ever have something like this happen again. But... Hopefully your listeners can enjoy this strange thing that happened in my early teens. My wife and I are pretty avid hikers and backpackers, and we like to spend a lot of our spare time out on the trails that we live near. I won't say exactly where we live, but I'll mention that we live in a very beautiful area in Colorado. We know a lot of the area pretty well because we've lived here for the entire 25 years that we've been married. We raised our son here and we got him involved in our love of nature, so now that he's out of the house and is starting a family, he's pretty much a carbon copy of me when I was his age. I know this sounds a bit pointless for a glitch, but it's absolutely relevant. With all this, what I'm trying to establish here is that we know nature. We know the trails, the woods, and we're all fairly confident in our abilities and knowledge of what goes on out here. And I've never been afraid of anything in the woods because I have that experience. That out of the way, there was one event that happened a couple of years ago that myself, my wife, my son, and his girlfriend all experienced. We decided that we wanted to make a Saturday trip out to a hiking spot that the three of us had been down multiple times. We decided that we needed to head out in the morning to get out to where we needed to. We all got our gear together and were honestly pretty hyped up to head down the trail. Because I knew that there was a small pond in one of the spots that was just beautiful. 
we got there, we got into the woods, and we started toward where I wanted to get to. We were having a great time, taking pictures, commenting about certain trees. My son is a bit of a botany nerd, and his girlfriend seemed like she was having a good time too. It was all the perfect trip, until it wasn't. I know that sounds weird, but here's basically how it went down. There was a trail that we needed to take to get to the pond that was off of the main path. It wasn't clearly marked, but it was obvious where it had started, because the trees were slightly cut back, and it had created what was almost an arch over where it started. I saw the area and made sure it was the right one with the GPS that we had, and I took the lead to head toward the trail. This is where things got weird. I stepped through the arch first, and as soon as I did, something felt completely off. I kept going for about five or so feet and paused to look around, and I was trying to place what I was feeling. As soon as I realized what was wrong, which was the fact that as soon as I got on this trail it went completely silent and motionless, I heard what sounded like somebody getting sick. I turned around, and I noticed that my daughter-in-law was hunched over and throwing up off the trail. My son was comforting her and my wife was staring at me like she was about to have a heart attack. Obviously, we walked over to my daughter-in-law to see if she was okay, and she mentioned that as soon as she walked onto the trail, she started feeling dizzy and like gravity had intensified. That was a pretty spot-on explanation for what I was feeling, minus the dizziness. It felt like, as soon as we stepped onto that path, the gravity intensified by two or three times. Like, it was super heavy, super still and silent, and something was definitely wrong. I know a lot of people would say something like this was just our instincts, but it felt like more than that. It felt like something was telling all four of us to stay off the trail and to go somewhere else. I confirmed with my wife and my son that they felt the same way, and they both described the same feeling that I'd had. That sense of something telling us to not go this way. Something making us feel this immense pressure. Once we got away from this path, things went back to feeling normal. There was no pressure, the forest felt alive again, and my son's wife felt fine. She was confused about why she got sick because she was feeling okay the entire time. Unfortunately, we didn't really have an explanation for her, so I just mentioned that maybe something with her breakfast didn't agree with her stomach. I have no idea what all this was. Like I said, maybe it was just instincts, but if so, we all four had the same instinctual reaction to something that we've done before and a location that we've been to. I have personally had anxiety attacks in the past, and I know what they feel like, but this felt like the pressure was being exerted by something external. Either way, we never went down that path, and we've avoided that area altogether when we go hiking now, all because of that feeling we had that day. The story is by JM1701. So, it was pretty recent, around 2018, and it was just before 3pm and a clear summer day. 
The sky was totally blue. I was completely sober, as was my mom, who was with me. I feel like I need to preface this, as both my mother and I questioned what happened at the time. Mostly our sanity. The day started normal. It was around 11am when my technology started bugging out. Not weird. It could have been down to anything, but in all honesty, looking back, it added to the strangeness of what was about to happen, related or not. My mother and myself went to pick up my younger sister, who was 10 at the time, from school, as it was just before 3pm. It's maybe a 15-20 to 20 minute walk from home to the school. The first five minutes were a breeze. I was on the phone with a friend finishing our conversation, and when I went to hang up, my phone started freaking out. It sounded exactly like that early 2000s noise when you're sat at the computer with speakers and a call comes in. It's that static, beeping interference noise. I'm not sure how to explain it, but if you've lived through those times, you'll know exactly what I mean. Regardless, I put it down to it being just another odd thing. Things happen. It's whatever. This is where the strange part happened. I put my phone in my pocket and continued walking with my mother. We walked past a bus stop, and as soon as we walked past it, it was like time stood still. There was a weird cloud. It almost looked like it was a square. The sky turned a dark gray. Like I said, this was a clear summer's day. No cloud in sight when we set off. We were initially walking up the path. There were plenty of cars and the sound of engines. When we got to this bus stop, nothing. No cars, no people. Which was strange because it was the time when all the kids were coming out of school. And strangest of all, there was no sound of wind or nature. I know that makes no sense because of course there wouldn't be wind on a summer's day, but I mean no noise at all. Complete silence. It felt like we were walking in a ghost land. It was eerily silent for what should have been a lively few minutes. I can't put into words how quiet it was. We walked for what felt like hours and we both felt like we were retracing our steps until we came to the end of the road and things slowly went back to how they were. It felt almost like hiking in a high altitude. As soon as my mother and I walked by that bus stop, it felt like the world stood still, and the sky looked entirely different from what we had seen a few seconds ago, before we walked by the bus stop. Neither of us can explain it, and we still talk about it every so often. If anyone can explain this at all or tell me a similar experience, I would be grateful. The OP was then asked a few questions and answered them in the comments. In this question, the person had asked if they had walked this route many times before, and the OP said, The route was very familiar. I went to the same school as a kid, so I've walked this route hundreds of times. I could probably walk the route blindfolded. The road seemed to elongate, not physically or visually, it just felt like it. It felt like we were walking for what felt like forever. Again, it was in a weird silence while seeing the cloud and gray sky. I wish I could explain it better, but it truly just felt like we walked into an abandoned area for hours along with the visual anomalies.
another person asked them to tell them about the square cloud, and then asked them if they lost their sense of smell. The OP responded, I'm not entirely sure how to explain it. The only way I can describe it, it was as if the clouds had a corner. To the left of us was the sharp corner, and to the right of us the cloud was a little fluffier, but it definitely had an edge, and a corner. I don't remember losing my sense of smell, though. I might have, but I've spoken to my mother who experienced this with me, and both of us just remember losing all sense of self. We both remember not having any senses, and I mean that as in no sensation in our body in regards to sense, touch, taste, etc., other than pure confusion. The overwhelming feeling was, what the hell am I witnessing? But no sense of impending doom. Again, not quite sure how to explain it, it just felt like an out-of-body experience with a lot of surreal confusion. This story isn't as glitchy as most, but it's one of those stories where something happened that, to me, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, because there's no reason for it to have happened like it did. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and my 11-year-old son was on summer break at the time, so he was obviously home for most of the day. If he wasn't out playing with his friends or doing what he does. One thing to know about my son is that he's super careful with everything, and he's always had this weird tendency to be overly cautious with things that he should only be simply cautious with. For instance, when he does the dishes, he won't wash the knives. He asks me to do it. This specific situation is because, about a year ago, he was doing the dishes for me after dinner, and he accidentally cut his finger on a ceramic knife when he was washing it. Yes, ceramic knives are very sharp, and he shouldn't have necessarily been washing it, but I'd forgotten that I had used it, and he had surprised me by doing the dishes for me, so that's when it happened and when it did, I definitely felt bad. His level of caution, though, has actually led to me worrying less about him doing dangerous things. I feel pretty confident that he's good about taking care of himself, and he knows what he should or shouldn't do. On to this weird glitch situation that happened. It was about a month ago, and like I mentioned, he was home on summer break. Being 11... He's been sleeping in, and I'm okay with that. He's a growing boy, and I'm not going to be weird about him having to get up early when he still had almost a month until school started. On the morning that this happened, I'd woken up at around 6, which is when my husband heads out to work. I got up, and I started doing my normal routine of showering and doing all my morning stuff. When I finished up, I was about to head out of the bathroom when something told me to stop moving. Almost like something had caught my attention, but I didn't know what. I looked around the room thinking I had forgotten something when a random box of bandages caught my eye. They were literally normal, standard, small-cut covering bandages that had been on the bathroom shelf for months. 
and there was absolutely no reason that they should have caught my eye. Something about them was weird, and for some reason I felt like I needed to grab them and bring them downstairs. I had no reason to do so. I had no idea why I felt that way, but I did. And I decided that I would just grab them and bring them down onto the coffee table to satisfy that weird feeling. I went about the rest of the morning as normal, and at around nine or so, my son woke up and came into the living room looking more groggy than normal. I wished him a good morning, and I made a bit of a joke about how tired he looked. He just kind of laughed and started walking toward the kitchen asking if we had oatmeal. I told him we did, and I told him where it was. I asked if he wanted me to make it, and he told me that he had it taken care of, so I just let him do what he was going to do, and went back to what I was doing. About two or three minutes later, I hear him make a weird, pained yelping noise, and come running into the living room with blood on his hand. I obviously jumped up and asked him what happened, and he tells me that he cut his hand while peeling an apple. We get him cleaned up, and I start to make my way upstairs to get the bandages, when I remembered that I had brought them into the living room only a couple hours prior. It was then that it kind of clicked for me. Had I somehow known that this was going to happen? I got him bandaged up and he was good as new, but this was still really weird to me. I actually asked him to explain what had happened, and he said that he had gotten an apple and gotten the peeler out to peel it. But then he had slipped, and he managed to hit his finger. I asked him why he was peeling an apple, as that was something he had literally never done, and he couldn't answer me. He literally had no reason to peel it. He's never complained about apple skins, He's never mentioned that he wants his apples peeled, and it's not something we've ever actually done in our household. It was even more strange that he had gone down the path of peeling an apple after saying he was going to eat oatmeal. This whole thing had me really thinking about things like premonitions and being able to predict the future, and whether or not that is a glitch in the Matrix. I was reading another story on the subreddit about glitches and things like this, and one of the comments mentioned that OP did something to set a whole list of actions into motion, and I wonder if that's what I did. Either I somehow predicted that he would need the bandage, or by bringing them into the living room, I managed to put a weird process into motion where my son wanted oatmeal, but then decided to peel an apple for literally no reason, and then cut his hand, just so the bandages could then be necessary. It's kind of terrifying to think that it's my fault in some weird way, but at the same time, intriguing to consider the possibilities. Hi Raven, I'm sharing my story only with you because I feel your narration style best suits what happened to me. Heads up, if I sound angry in telling my story, it's because I am. 
In short, quantum immortality sucks. I was in a terrible car crash in 1998, traveling the I-5 from San Diego to San Francisco. I hit something on the road that caused my car to flip and roll at 75 miles an hour. I hit a van in the process. The car eventually landed on its wheels, and I remember driving the car to the shoulder. I got out of the car and saw that the van I hit had pulled to the shoulder, and I went to see if the driver was okay. He was. The van driver was older than me. I was 28 then, and he would have well been into his 50s. But I remember him saying, You should be dead, son. This threw me off. He pointed to my car. I looked and I saw a twisted, mangled wreck. Yet, I was completely uninjured. The police arrived along with an ambulance. I gave my statement and insurance information. The medics insisted I go to the hospital. I didn't want to because I felt fine. But they said that adrenaline and shock could hide injuries. So, to be safe, I went. As I suspected... I was fine. Not a single broken bone, not even a bruise. But I remember things changing almost immediately when I returned to my college dorm. I was a Marine for ten years, and I went to college right after that. Being a Marine meant that I was broke, so I lived in a college dorm. I quickly became the big brother of the dorm, and everyone felt safe with the Marine in residence. But that's where it changed. I was well known in my dorm and was greeted by everyone. When I got back, no one talked to me. Okay, I thought. I threw it out of my mind and went about my usual routine. Within a week, I lost my scholarships and had to take out student loans, which I did not want to do, but I was so close to completing my master's program. I had several job prospects lined up when I graduated, but those prospects dried up. But this was nothing compared to what would come. I'm a gay guy, and I have a fiancé. He was my soulmate. I proposed to him on the Golden Gate Bridge. We had our lives planned out together. He was killed by a drunk driver when he went to visit his parents one weekend. He was a gifted athlete, and he was jogging. While jogging, a drunk driver took the intersection corner at over 80 miles per hour. He hit a parked car, and that parked car flew off its wheels and hit my fiancé, killing him instantly. With him gone, no job prospects and no money, I returned home and had to live with my parents. When I returned home, things only got worse. My parents now hated me for joining the Marines and for being gay. I came out to them when I was 14 back in 1984, when such things were still frowned upon, but my parents had no issues with it back then, and they were supportive of me. But now, they hated it. I would get into physical fights with my parents because of it. I could not understand what was happening because I didn't have the vocabulary to express it. I do now. This is not my world. I should have died in that accident. Maybe a version of me did. I wound up in this world, and this world does not want me here. 
It seems as if this world knows that I don't belong here. I know people will ask, well, what's different? Most things are the same. Many of the same movies, TV shows, music, etc., but things have happened very differently for me. For example, I'll meet people who said they were friends of mine in high school. I have no idea who these people are, and when they talk about high school, I have no memories of any of it. Over time, I realized that the me here was a neat guy. The former me was pretty popular and well-liked. More interestingly, the former me had girlfriends. That's a huge difference. There are more. You see, when I was in high school, I hated it. My school was one of the most racist institutions that I have ever known. I was not part of the dominant race there and was treated like trash because of it. I had no friends from my high school because I didn't give a crap about anyone there. I didn't go to games or proms because I hated that school. But here, it was the opposite. Over time, I've had less contact with people from high school, yet I do sometimes get a message from someone from high school pop up on Facebook. I just ignore it now. Since coming to this reality, everything has been a struggle. I've had to struggle and fight for everything without much to show for it. I've tried making friends and having relationships. Things would be fine for a couple of weeks, and then I would get ghosted, never knowing why. The longest relationship I've had since coming here has been three weeks. Eventually, I gave up on that. In my previous life, I had friends, a lot of them. I would go out, get invited to parties, go on trips, etc., but here, there's nothing. I remember going on a date several years ago with a guy named Alex. I thought things were going well when he said, There's something wrong with you. With me? I asked. He went on to say that he could not sense a soul in me. He said that I have no aura. Here's the thing. Years later, my brother would say the same thing. And some random guy who claimed to be a psychic approached me one day out of the blue in a store and said the same thing. He said... You lost your soul somewhere, didn't you? I think it was in that car crash back in 1998. Now, imagine what I just told you about my life happening every day for the next 24 years. Every day is a fight, a struggle to survive. Do you know what the most heartbreaking thing is? I'm not a Marine in this reality. I joined the Marines right out of high school. I served my country and I was proud of my service. Here, there's no record that I ever joined the military. The previous me here went into retail, apparently. I would never have done that. Years of service just gone. Ten years of my life that I can't talk to anyone about because it just never happened here. My father hated me until he died, and it seems my mother will do the same. These are not my parents. Even though I've tried, I'm in my 50s and I've had no friends or relationships since I ended up here 24 years ago. I hate being in this reality, and this reality, it seems, hates me being here as well. Eventually, I would learn about quantum immortality and finally had the vocabulary and the theoretical framework 
to understand what happened to me. I guess it was not my time to die in that car wreck, so I ended up here. Here in a reality that hates me being here. I also hate it. It's a rough existence for me here, and I'm quite exhausted. I can't wait to die, to get some rest, and hopefully be reunited with my love again. I miss them every day. I miss my friends, I miss my family, and my entire life. My life wasn't perfect, but it was still really good. I had happiness, fun, beauty, and love in my life. I had a soul there. I have none of that here. Every day is a miserable slog to the grave for me, no matter how hard I try to improve things. This reality makes sure of that. It wasn't my time to die in that car wreck. But every day here makes me really wish it was. Because quantum immortality really, really sucks. I used to work at a daycare-like place that was fairly understaffed. Meaning that we would all have multiple things we would have to do at the same time. We'd have to keep the kids in line, clean the messes, make their food, all pretty much at the same time. And sometimes things would have to be done halfway to be finished later because of that. The important part to note is that we were always busy and running around doing everything all at once. Because we were always going crazy, we had established a few rules with the kids, one of which was no children in the kitchen. This may sound unimportant, but it is relevant and the kids are all really good about following this rule. This event happened about a month ago. During the day, it was me and one of the other girls that worked there, and she was trying to get the place cleaned up while I corralled the 13 kids that we would have on the daily. Like I said, they are all really good kids, and most of them are perfectly behaved in my opinion. I was playing with them, and talking with all of them, just keeping them entertained, when one of the quiet boys said my name. I look over at him, and I ask what's up. He says I need to come there as and come over to him. I step over, thinking he may have just had an accident and was embarrassed, so I lean down and I ask if he's okay, or if he needs help with anything. He looks me dead in the face and says, There's no ravioli. I kind of stare at him confused, but just nod and say, Okay, that's fine and I confirm that he's okay and doesn't need help. About an hour later, it's lunchtime, and I make the daily mistake of asking the kids what sounds good for lunch. Almost all of them shout that they want ravioli for lunch. At this point, I had already forgotten what the one boy had told me, but as soon as I stood up to go to the kitchen and tell the other employee what they wanted... That same little boy said my name and smiled at me when I looked at him. It was weird, sure, but he's like four, so I just smiled back and moved on. 
I walked into the kitchen and told the other employee that we had 12 orders for ravioli. She goes to look in the cabinet, and sure enough, we were out of ravioli. Now, this may not seem weird to a few people out there, but to me it was really strange. We have our groceries delivered twice a week, and we always have ravioli, because it's seemingly a high-demand item for our kids. It's something they can all eat, and they all like it. It's pretty much on par with macaroni and cheese for us. We always have it. My coworker went and checked her phone for the grocery order, and, come to find out, she had accidentally forgotten to order it the day before, and didn't realize that we were completely out. Now, I know some people will say that he may have overheard someone mention it, or he may have come into the kitchen and saw that there was no ravioli, but we honestly hadn't discussed it, and were both surprised by us being out. On top of that, the lunch items are head height for me, so a four-year-old boy would not have been able to get to them. I have no honest idea how he knew we were out of ravioli, but he knew, and it was kind of weird. And yeah, I know this is a boring glitch, but to me it's crazy because it makes no sense. Either way, we now have a note on the cupboard to always order ravioli. And I jokingly wrote, If you think we're out, just go ask his name on the note. Thankfully, he hasn't given us any more lunchtime premonitions, though. This happened a few years back, when I worked for a fairly popular pizza place. The location I worked at was a bit strange, as it had a lobby with a full buffet for lunch, but dinner? It was only takeout and delivery, because the manager had decided that we didn't get enough business for us to do table service in the evenings. I used to work the last shift, which was pretty much 4pm to 10pm, but I would typically be there until midnight helping clean up the store. Those last couple hours were, for the most part, dead. When it came to business at the store, the nights were pretty much 99% deliveries and then 1% carryout. So after a certain point, I would help stock up supplies, do dishes, and then sit on my phone watching YouTube until we could do the closing tasks. On this night, I heard the door chime go off around 9.50. So... I got up from the seat in the back and headed up to the front of the store to see if it was a customer or a driver coming in the front door for whatever reason. As I round the corner, I see a man that is very noticeable, mostly because he looks like he's the important corporate type. He's wearing a nice suit jacket with a button-up shirt, but then also wearing jeans and what look like cowboy boots. Honestly, he stood out. People around here don't really wear boots like that, because we're a fairly suburban area outside of a decently sized city. I made small talk and took his order, and he ordered two large pies, two orders of breadsticks, and a cinnamon dessert thing that we had, and then a few two liters of soda. It was a decently sized order, so 
I told him it would be about 20 or so minutes, but since he was the only customer or order at the time, it would probably be a bit less. We get the food put together. I make one of the pizzas and get the breadsticks in the first oven rack. The other cook gets everything else together, and we move through it pretty quickly. Once it's all done, I put it on the counter in front of the customer and open the boxes, and he says it all looks good. I ask him if he wants help carrying it all out because it is a lot of food, and he says that he can get it all. He grabs the two boxes and the two bags with the other items and heads toward the door. I thank him and tell him to have a great night, and as soon as I hear the door chime, the other cook shouts at me that I forgot to bag the cinnamon dessert. I shout an expletive and grab the box it's in, and I immediately run to the door to get it to him. I want to mention that the time between the chime going off of him leaving the store and me grabbing that box, it was less than five seconds, and it was probably only another five to get to the door, so there was no way for this guy to have gotten all of his food in his car, gotten in the car himself, gotten the car started, and then driven out of our parking lot. But he was literally nowhere to be found. There was only one exit to our lot, but there were no cars leaving. There were no cars parked. Nothing. This guy was nowhere to be seen. I noticed that one of our drivers was off to the side having a smoke break, and I asked him if he saw a guy walk out, and described the customer. He literally said that no one had walked out of the building for a while, and he'd been outside for about 15 minutes. I knew that this was accurate, because he'd asked if we needed help with the order that we were making for the guy, and when we told him that we had it, he told us he was going to take his break. I have no idea where the hell this guy could have gone. How he could have just vanished like this. How he got out of the building and off the property that quickly. Unless he had some sort of teleportation power or something. But the poor guy never got his cinnamon roll thing that we made for him. And he never called to let us know that we forgot it. I do feel awful because it's seriously delicious. And he definitely missed out. But... The Matrix decided to move him from this existence to another one, I guess. I have always been a huge fan of Glitch in the Matrix stories. I've read all the posts on the subreddits, and I've listened to several podcasts that cover them, but I've never had something happen to me until today. And... I know it may be a really dumb glitch, or not as creepy as what other people have shared, but it's my glitch, and I'm more than excited to share it with you. Okay, so to start it out, I live alone with myself and my two cats. My two cats couldn't have had anything to do with what happened, and you'll understand why I say that here soon. So, the other day I was off work for a couple of days, due to having to take my vacation time, and I decided that I would stay up late watching scary movies. This is always a terrible idea for me, as I freak out easily and get incredibly paranoid about every little sound. During my movie-watching session, 
I did what almost everyone does. I made myself a bag of popcorn. My preference is the extra butter kind, and it's the only kind that I buy for myself. I know that doesn't sound relevant, but it is. Anyways, I make my popcorn, and I'm sitting on my couch eating it from the bag and watching some B-rated horror movie when I hear a loud sound coming from my bedroom, just up the stairs. Obviously, being upstairs, you would think that I would be smart enough to know that it wasn't someone breaking in or anything. But I was still kind of freaked out, and I grabbed my baseball bat that sits by the door and started up the stairs. I get up to my room, and see that my cat knocked down my alarm clock, meaning that I was just being paranoid, of course. I take a deep breath, I let out an angry sigh at my cat and decided that I'm going to go to the bathroom really quick while I'm up here and while my movie is paused. I do my business, come out, scold my cat for scaring me, jokingly, of course, I didn't really scold him or get mad, and I head back down. I get to the couch, sit down, put my hand in the bag of popcorn and put it in my mouth. And lo and behold... The popcorn changed. It was now the cheddar cheese-flavored popcorn, instead of my normal extra butter. I know for a fact that it was not cheddar cheese before I went upstairs, because I personally hate the cheese-flavored kind, and I would have noticed at some point before I had eaten half the bag. I take it to the kitchen, and I dump it into a bowl to make sure that the one kernel wasn't just cheesy somehow or something like that, and the entirety of what is left is bright orange in color, meaning that it is cheese-flavored. I look at the bag it's in, and it's marked as cheese. I grab the box from the pantry, and it is marked as cheese. Now, I know what some people will say. They'll make a comment that I just bought the wrong kind and didn't notice, but that's not possible. One, I am very particular about my popcorn, like I said. But two, this was not the first bag from this box that I had eaten. It was the fourth of twelve in the box, meaning that there were eight in the box and I had already eaten three others. At no point in time did any of the popcorn that I ate taste like cheddar, because again, I don't like that flavor. So thanks to the Matrix, and I guess because I got up and checked out the sound, I'm now stuck with little over half a box of cheese-flavored popcorn that I thoroughly dislike. I have no idea how or why it happened, but I guess the Matrix just wanted to mess with me in a super mundane way. Either way, that's my glitch, and it's my only glitch at this point. Hopefully nothing else changes, because groceries are expensive nowadays, and I don't want to have to go rebuy things just because our reality's programmers are tricksters. I have a thing that happened when I was a kid that some people may not consider a glitch, but... It was really weird, and it definitely seems like it was, in fact, a glitch in reality. 
something happened and I cannot explain it, so I'm submitting it and if you think it's a glitch or glitch-worthy, then you're free to use it. This happened back when I was eight years old, and it was during the summer, so I was out of school and had a lot of time to do whatever I wanted to do. My dad stayed home during the summer while my mom worked, and he typically had the late shift. So, he would go in when she was getting home. That way, somebody was always there to watch me. On the day that this happened, my dad was asleep pretty late in the day, and I had gotten up pretty early and had jumped straight on to my Nintendo 64. I wasn't supposed to spend the whole day playing it, but... No one was really watching me closely, so I decided that I was going to play it until my dad got up, and then figure out something else to do. Like I mentioned, I had been up pretty early and my dad was going to sleep until noon at the latest, so I had a few hours. I put in Glover and was playing through the levels, and when I looked over at the clock, I noticed that it was already noon. I decided to just go ahead and shut it off just in case my dad did get up, and then went and made myself a sandwich. After eating it, I was sitting there watching TV, just kind of waiting for my dad to get up, and getting bored with watching daytime television. After about 20 or so minutes, I started dozing off and decided that I wanted to take a nap, so I put my head down on the couch and dozed off. This is where things ended on my side, because I was obviously asleep. When I finally woke up, I got off the couch and walked into the kitchen and was surprised to see my mom at the table on the phone. I didn't realize that my nap had been so long that she had gotten home. She hung up the phone while staring at me like she was confused as soon as she saw me. I said hi and asked her what was wrong, and she started asking me where I was, what I'd been doing, and several other questions. I told her that I was asleep on the couch, and she said that that was impossible, and told me that I needed to tell her where I was. I kept telling her the same thing, that I was sleeping on the couch, because it was the truth. That's where I had been the whole time, to keep this story fairly short and explain what happened, my dad woke up, and when he did, he couldn't find me. He looked throughout the house, and I was apparently nowhere to be found. He said that he looked in my bedroom, the living room, upstairs, and even in the basement, and he could not find me. He then called my friends that lived on my street to see if I had gone to their houses, and obviously I wasn't there. He called my mom and told her that I was seemingly missing, and she rushed home from work. When she saw me just walk into the kitchen like nothing had occurred, she was shocked. She had also checked all the rooms of the house, the yard, the shed, everything, and she had no idea where I was. It was the weirdest thing because they were within minutes of calling the police and reporting me as missing. But the whole time, I was asleep on the couch in the next room. I wasn't covered up, I wasn't wearing something that would cause me to camouflage, and the room wasn't dark. Neither of my parents could find me, and I was right there. 
it was almost as if I just didn't exist. Now, I guess it's possible that they both could have somehow overlooked me on the couch, but it would be really weird to think that two adults could just not see a kid lying on the couch in the middle of a living room for multiple hours to the point that they were about to call the police. It almost seemed like I just disappeared from existence for a few hours and then came back whenever I woke up. Recently, my mother told me a story that sent shivers down my spine. I'm not sure if it fully fits what you call a glitch in the Matrix, but it's definitely strange. It was on New Year's Eve. Someone sent my mom a sort of copy-paste New Year's wish on Facebook. It went something like, It's the end of the year. May the next one bless you with health, wealth, and happiness. My mother decided to copy and send the message to a friend, too. But something went wrong. When she hit send, only a small part of the message went through. It's the end. A glitch like that has never happened to her. It wouldn't be that big of a deal, but... That friend died three days later. It was the last message my mom ever sent to him. Just, it's the end. Did a glitched message predict this friend's death? When she was telling me this story, I saw goosebumps appear on her arms, and I can't blame her. I guess that I should start by saying a few disclaimers. The only two people that live in our apartment are myself and my roommate, whom we'll call Tammy. Tammy is a very sweet girl that I've been friends with since I was in elementary school, and I don't think she could or would ever lie about anything, even the mundane things, to me or anyone that she cared for. Tammy is also deathly allergic to two things, peanut butter and shellfish. One of those is relevant to the story. No one else has entered our home for several months. We haven't had any friends over, and neither of us drinks or does any sort of substance to the point where our memories would be so bad that this situation would make any sense. Now, on to the story. A few weeks ago, my roommate and I went to get lunch for her birthday at a decent steakhouse that she loves. I told her that I would pay for it, as I had a bit of extra cash and I knew that her parents weren't going to do anything to make her birthday special. Our dinner was actually really good. She had a ribeye with fries and macaroni and cheese, and I had their chicken alfredo pasta dish. I know for a fact that I ordered chicken alfredo, one, because I gave a bite of it to Tammy, and two, because I'm very sensitive to her allergies. I love shrimp, but... I will not order anything that is shrimp or has shrimp in it if I'm around her, or if I'll be bringing it home. I am always careful about this no matter where we go. Skip ahead to the next day, around lunchtime. I was sitting on the couch with Tammy and we were just watching TV, 
when she remembered that she had leftovers in the fridge and got excited. She jumped off the couch and ran into the kitchen. She opened the first container and immediately tossed it back into the fridge with a look like, what the hell, on her face. I asked if she was okay, and she asked me what I had eaten at the steakhouse that previous night. I told her that I had the chicken Alfredo, and then she asked, Then why is there shrimp in your leftovers? Like I said, I am always careful about shrimp, and I am super sensitive to the fact that shellfish will kill her, so I thought she just saw something wrong. Sure enough, I go into the kitchen and grab the container, and it is shrimp Alfredo, not chicken. I grabbed it and walked away to the other corner of the kitchen, and I pretty much said, how the hell is that possible? While I was standing there and she was heating up her food, we talked about the whole thing. I told her that I'd had chicken, and I asked her what she remembered about what I ordered. She mentioned that, for some reason, she really could not remember anything about my dinner. I asked her if she remembered trying it, and she said that she didn't. I told her that I had given her a bite and that she said it was really good, and then mentioned that she had made a joke about how, if I wasn't the one paying, she would have gotten something cheaper like that because of how good it was. For whatever reason, she seriously could not remember this joke, nor could she remember trying the Alfredo. I then went and grabbed my receipt to prove that I had ordered Chicken Alfredo, and when I pulled it out of my wallet, it said shrimp. It seriously said shrimp Alfredo, which I would not have ordered. I know that I ordered Chicken Alfredo, and I know that she tried some of it, which, if it were shrimp, she would have stopped breathing. I have no idea why or how it changed from chicken to shrimp Alfredo, but I know that I would not have gotten shrimp because I was with her. And if I had ordered shrimp Alfredo while I was at lunch with her, she would have likely looked at me funny and said something about it. I ended up eating it cold in the back end of the kitchen while she fixed up her food, and then I took the container straight out to the dumpster. It was good, sure, but it was nowhere near as good as what I'd had the night before. So, that's my glitch. My weird food-related how-the-hell-did-that-happen glitch in the Matrix. This happened about 17 years ago. I had just moved into my first house with two roommates, one male and one female. I was 20 at the time and am female. My female roommate, we'll call her Lisa, and I had been friends for a couple of years and were pretty close. We had gone to the Renaissance Fair that summer and both acquired beautiful silver Celtic earrings. About three months later, Lisa was in a car accident that took her life. A couple of weeks after her accident, I went to get my Celtic earrings from my jewelry box, and I could only find one. I was really upset because we had acquired them together, 
I had my male roommate come and help me look for it. My jewelry box was on top of my dresser, so we looked in all my dresser drawers and moved the dresser fully out of the room to try to find the missing earring. We eventually gave up and figured it was vacuumed up and thrown away since I hadn't worn them for weeks. Because my male roommate and I couldn't afford the house without Lisa, we moved out a couple of months after her accident. As I was packing up my room, I bent down to start packing my bottom drawer of my dresser, and there sitting right in front of the dresser was my missing earring. There was no way that, if it had been there the whole time, that the vacuum wouldn't have sucked it up, nor would me nor my roommate missed seeing it. I like to think that it was Lisa giving me back the last memorable thing we bought together. I still wear them to this day, and I think of her every time. This just happened earlier today. I was driving to work at around 6.45am. The sun wasn't up yet, but it was glowing behind the mountains. Traffic was heavy that morning, and I was cursing at myself for not leaving a little bit earlier. I had snoozed my alarm twice, since I felt a bit tired from going to bed late the night before. One important note... I was wide awake when this happened, so it can't be chalked up to hallucinations or being sleepy. Also, no history of medication, drugs, or anything else that would alter my mental state. Alright, on to the glitch. The road I was on had a section of trees ahead where it curved and turned twice. I made sure to keep my distance from the car ahead of me, since people often don't break for the first turn until they were right on top of it. Anyway, I look down at the clock to see what time it is. I stared down at it for a second because the clock was off by two whole hours. It said that it was 4.50 in the morning. Oh well, just something wrong with the clock, I thought. I would need to fix it later. But... When my eyes came back up to the road, I noticed it was pitch black outside. The sun was no longer glowing behind the mountains. It damn near looked like midnight out on that rural highway. I looked around in utter confusion. The vehicles ahead of me were gone now, nowhere to be seen. I came up to the turn in the road, swung around it, and the upcoming bend and I got clear of the tree line. Still, no sign of the sun or traffic. I was bewildered. I'd be way too early for work now, so I glanced back down at the clock again, and what do you know, the time changed. 6.55. I again spent a good second eyeballing the clock in total shock. Because of this... I had to hit my brakes to avoid a collision with the vehicle in front of me, the same one that I had been following earlier. The sun had returned as well, glowing behind the mountains. I've been thinking about it all morning at work. What the hell happened? Did I glitch back in time two 
whole hours? I have trees and shrubs in my front yard, and to ensure that they get adequate water, I have one of those drip systems made out of that black plastic hosing and smaller tubes slash bubblers that lead to each tree well. There are about ten trees and five shrubs that receive water this way. The other day I noticed that the lemon tree was looking dry, so I assumed the bubbler might have been clogged. It happens due to the alkaline in the groundwater. I went over to clean it, but I couldn't see the bubbler in the tree well. I dug around a little, and I still couldn't find it. I didn't notice until then that there was no water tubing that led from the large hose to the lemon tree either. The tubing and the bubbler were both gone, so the tree wasn't getting any water. This doesn't make sense for a couple of reasons. I live in a very hot, dry climate, and there's no way the lemon tree would have lived without this source of water. The lemon tree is a year old. It wasn't planted recently and only started showing signs of dehydration. The water tubes attached to the main hose by puncturing it and using a pointed attachment to divert water. If the water tube and bubbler were somehow yanked out of the main hose, there would still be a hole in the main hose, and when I turned the faucet on, water would shoot out of said hole. That didn't happen. There was no hole. I was so confused about what happened to the lemon tree's water attachment that I went around the whole yard examining the main hose for any attachments that didn't appear to lead anywhere just in case the whole thing somehow got buried in the yard or tree well. I literally traced every single attachment on that hose to its respective tree. There were no extra attachments, and there were no empty holes. The way it looked, that attachment never existed, though I know that it did. It doesn't make any sense. That type of hose doesn't close up on its own. When there's a hole in it, it stays there even in hot weather. That lemon tree could not have survived a week without water, much less a year, and there's no way that it just received the water it needed from a neighboring tree because they're all quite spread out. I know for a fact that when I planted that lemon tree, I put a bubbler in it. I've adjusted that same bubbler countless times when watering the trees. I know it was there, and now it isn't. I don't understand what on earth happened. Well, I live with my mom, and at first things would disappear, like I would leave my phone charger on the table and it would disappear, and then five minutes later it would appear on the table. First, I was like, okay, whatever. And then it started happening more and more, often with other things. One time while I was at work, my mom called me and she was like, Did you change your bed sheets? I'm like, What? I still have the same blue ones. And she was like, No, you have a red one. I told her that she was just imagining things, and she walked into my room that moment and she was like, What the hell? 
I know I saw them as red earlier when I walked in there. I just told her it was her imagination. Now this other thing that just happened too, and both of us confirmed that something is happening. It's something strange. We were at Walmart the other day and she got a bottle of some hand soap, and she was like, smell it? I say it smells good, like lemon. And I read the label in front of her very clearly. Lemon scented hand soap. I told her perfect. We can put this one in the bathroom to wash our hands. A few days pass, and today I finished using the restroom and I was going to wash my hands, but we had no soap. I asked my mom where the lemon hand soap we bought the other day was. She told me it was under the sink, so I went and grabbed it. I opened it, and I squeezed the nozzle. It wasn't soapy, and it was a weird texture. I'm just like, okay. So I called my mom to the restroom, and I tell her this soap doesn't work. She was like, how strange. She picked it up, and her face went pale. I asked her what was wrong, and she was like, Remember you read the label the other day, and it clearly said lemon-scented hand soap? I say, yeah, why? She turned the bottle around, and it said lemon-scented body lotion. I instantly knew that was wrong. I'm just like, what the hell? And that just confirms what I was suspecting all along. That we've been having a lot of glitches lately, or maybe even going to parallel universes or something. I know it sounds lame, but I'm glad that I now have my mom as a witness to this thing that happened, and I'm not just crazy or imagining things. What do you guys think's happening? Glitch? Parallel universe switch? Or could the house just be haunted, and some ghosts are messing with us? Last night, I was enjoying my last cigarette before bed while sitting on the sofa in the sunroom. It went out. I relit it with the lighter in question, cheap, pink, electric clicky kind, and it slipped out of my hand, hit the floor, and vanished into thin air. For some extra context, and probably way too much extra detail, but bear with me guys, this is bothering me, I always use a gold-plated clipper, which had a busted flint. It was late, dark, and changing flints is fiddly, so I used this plastic one that I found in my jacket pocket that I must have picked up, or stolen, from somebody. The room that I was sitting in is a gray, stark-tiled room with next-to-zero decoration. The lighter was obviously inches away from my face when it slipped out of my hand at sitting height. I heard it hit the floor, clatter, and skid ever so slightly before coming to a halt. I immediately bend down to pick it up, assuming that it had either stopped skidding by knocking into the tiled coffee table, that's a big, almost immovable slab totally flush to the floor, directly in front of me, or on the leg of the sofa on which I was sitting, that is raised about 15 centimeters from the floor and sits right in the middle of the room, away from any walls. It wasn't there, and it wasn't anywhere. After turning on all the lights, I moved the sofa that I was on, 
and even checked beneath the sofa opposite the coffee table with the torch. Despite absolutely knowing it couldn't have possibly skidded that far after somehow phasing through the table in front of me. I even moved the bar stalls behind me and checked behind the curtain just to make absolutely sure. The bar itself is tiled into the floor with no gaps. The curtain, transparent foil with no turnups. I know it's not the most exciting story ever told, but this was just inexplicably irritating. There have been lots and lots of other occurrences in this house that sometimes verge on paranormal, but this is such a small thing that I witnessed that's bothering me more than most of the bigger things that have had happen. A pink lighter would be obvious against the gray for a start. I've checked everywhere twice and again in the daytime today, but it's gone. Vanished. Maybe it's somehow fallen through the layers of concrete and tile, into the well that was originally below this room, or maybe it's been returned to its original owner. I just don't know and I can't get the damn lighter out of my mind. I'm just glad it wasn't my special lighter, or I'd be pissed. Last night, after finishing cleaning my kitchen and bathroom, I got ready for bed. I sat down to call my parents, and I hit my vape. After hanging up, I laid down and put my vape to the right of my pillow as per usual. I started playing a game on my phone, and I hit my vape a few times. I stopped playing the game, and I messaged a few friends. I had not left my bed at all, and I was winding down after a few hours of cleaning, as I said, and I just wanted to relax. So, I went to grab my vape next to the pillow and it was gone. No big deal. There's plenty of memes about having to stand up and look for them every 15 minutes if you're sitting or lying down. So, I proceed with the normal drill. I sat up, picked up my pillows, peeked behind the headboard and see if it slipped on the ground, but no dice. Next, I stood up, took my blanket off and shook it out to no avail, and... I proceeded to do the same with my top sheet. I was getting weirded out by now because it was nowhere in my immediate area, so I started looking behind and inside the bedside table, on the floor, I went into the kitchen in my spare room. I finally came back into the room and thought, oh, right, I didn't check my dresser. The reason for that is that I really had no reason to. I barely touched the top of it, and had pulled clean pajamas out of my hamper. I had grabbed some antiperspirant about three hours prior, but I had since hit my vape, and I know that I hadn't set it there. I have a lamp on my dresser that's base has about a one-inch lip around it, so you could possibly put stuff there that you pull out of your pocket and don't want to lose. My vape is sitting there on slash in the base of the lamp. I have no idea how it got there. I wasn't wearing pants with pockets at all today, and it's just not a place that I would put something I'm planning on using. I was completely sober when this happened, and I have an annoyingly accurate memory of minute details of things, 
I don't know if this would count as a time slip, like it could have happened where I went from lying down to putting my vape on the lamp to lying back down and not experienced it. Also, I don't really believe in the paranormal to the extent that I would think some entity moved it. Could I have simply put it there and forgot? I guess that's possible, but the entire thing just feels off. There are two times in my life where I had a dream that played out in real-life hours after waking up. The first time was eight and a half years ago. It was the night before my ninth birthday, where I dreamt that a girl in my third grade sat to my left at lunch. She said, I'm gonna sit by the birthday girl today. The day, subsequently after the dream, the same exact thing happened. The same girl came to my lunch table, sat to my left, and said the same thing about sitting next to me, the birthday girl. I comment how that was in my dream last night and then went on with the rest of my day. Then, a week ago, a similar thing happened. I had a dream of a certain scene from the show Degrassi The Next Generation where a character named Zig stole money from a student council booth, and his friends confronted him about it in the music room of the school. After waking up, it was Labor Day, which meant that I didn't have college classes. So, the night before, I set my alarm earlier than usual so I could finally get caught up on laundry, since I had been busy over the last few weeks. After waking up, I didn't remember the dream at first, but I decided to watch Degrassi in the background while doing laundry. There's a channel on Pluto TV that plays all of the over 300 episodes of the show, chronologically, on repeat. After watching a little bit of the show, I remember the dream that I'd had the night before, and I found it funny that even in my dreams I'm addicted to the show. As the episode goes on, I start to notice that certain plot points are appearing to hint at the scene from my dream. I've watched the show a lot, so I started to piece together that the scene from my dreams was coming soon. Some of the episodes are in two parts, so when I started watching about halfway through part one, I knew what was about to happen in part two. When I saw the exact scene play out, of the character Zig being confronted by his friends about the money that he took from the student council booth in the music room, I was so shocked. The fact that it was one in over 300 episodes of the show playing within an hour of me being awake, that I saw, it blows my mind. And the fact that if I hadn't woken up early to tend to laundry, then I wouldn't have seen it live on the show. It makes me wonder about what else I may have dreamt that came true without my knowledge, or if I didn't remember the predictive dream. Okay, so I got a Scarlet Witch Funko gifted to me a while back. 
I adore that Funko and would have it on display in my room. A couple months after it was gifted to me, I moved apartment with my grandma's help. When we are getting to the new apartment, she's carrying my box with my Funkos inside. A very small collection, around seven at the time if I'm not mistaken. She looks down at the box and then straight up into my eyes with this huge regret look on her face. So... I asked her what's wrong. She picks up Wanda from the box, and I see. Her original box is all smashed. Maybe another box or some furniture was placed on top. I was mad at first, but I can't be mad at my grandma, you know? So, I just opted to keep her out of her original box, and throw the original box out, since it was really damaged. Fast forward a couple of months, and I'm moving again. This time, by myself. No help. I pack everything up and I load it into my car. I get to my new apartment and start unpacking. I open the box containing my Funkos, and the first thing I see right at the top is the Scarlet Witch inside of her box. It looked kind of damaged, but not as I remember. I thought to myself, you know... Maybe I didn't actually get rid of the original box or something. I finish unpacking the rest of them, and right at the very bottom of the box, I see her. Wanda. Looking right into my eyes. Boxless as I actually remember seeing her for the last time. I took a second thinking maybe I confused the first Funko, but nope, also Wanda. I start thinking, you know... Maybe there is an explanation to this. So I called Grandma, thinking maybe she felt bad for what happened, so she tried to actually replace the original, but just as I thought, Grandma has no idea where or how to purchase a Funko Pop, nor does she have the money to buy one. She's been struggling financially, and I've been helping her. Plus, even if it was her, I packed that box myself, alone in my previous apartment, and it was by my side all the way to my new apartment where I unpacked it also by myself. One thing that is very important to clarify is that both versions of the Funko Pop are imported from the same store, meaning they were not purchased in my home country. The sticker is even placed on the same corner of the box if I remember correctly. Now, I'm kind of scared that the me from another dimension is missing his Funko Pop. The other day, my husband went to get a new goldfish to join our tank. He ended up getting two. Translation problem, we live in Vietnam. Two black moors to join Frank, the other black moor, and Hot Dog, the catfish. I saw two in the bag and was surprised. I asked him why he decided to get two, and he said the lady misunderstood him. So we put the bag with two goldfish in the tank and let the water temperature acclimate. A little while later, we opened it up and one goldfish swam out. Paranoid, we searched the filter system, the ground, and surface surrounding the tank. Even though the bag was partially submerged when we opened it, 
and nothing. And Hot Dog, greedy bastard though he is, is much too small to swallow an entire black moor whole. I tried to rationalize it as the folds in the plastic bag containing the fish made us see double, but we had both clearly seen them swimming in different manners and directions. It's been about a week, and we definitely have two, not three, goldfish. Just a few nights later, I'm making a late night snack for my husband. I take out exactly three pieces of bacon, thinking they'll perfectly fit the bacon cheese jalapeno melt that is the end goal. I specifically remember the number of pieces, as they were intentionally planned to fit the sandwich. I turn away to butter the bread for the sandwich, and when I look back, there are two rashers of bacon. The husband's playing Elden Ring, boss fight online, so I know he's not sneaking half-cooked pieces of bacon from the pan in the kitchen. Plus, he only likes extra crispy bacon. Are we both going mad? Do we have a hungry poltergeist? My gran always said things happen in threes, so... I'm just waiting for a fried egg or cup of tea, or one of my piano keys to disappear now. This happened about a month ago, and it made me question reality as a whole. I live in a three-story flat with my family. We rent out the third floor to an old Japanese couple and they usually give us gifts and food every now and then. A month ago, they gave us a box of those fancy expensive chocolate sets. I remembered opening up the box, in the kitchen, and I saw that there were nine packages of chocolate inside. The colors of wrappings were white, pink, and blue. I remembered spending at least two to three minutes to pick which one I wanted to eat. For me... I always associate the designs and colors of the wrappings slash packages to the flavor of the goodies inside. So, I decided to pick the pink one because I thought the chocolate inside would taste better than the ones with the white or blue wrappings. I picked the pink one out of the box and placed it on the kitchen table. Then my mom called me from the living room to ask me to bring her a cup of tea. I did, and that was when the strangest thing happened. When I came back to the kitchen, the chocolate that I picked out from the box was white. I thought maybe I picked the wrong one, but when I opened the box, I saw that they were all white. No pinks, no blues, just whites. It was impossible because I remembered spending at least a few minutes to pick which color I wanted to eat. And FYI, I'm not colorblind either, so I have no idea how this could have happened. I freaked out, and I didn't end up eating the chocolate. I always hear people talking about Glitch in the Matrix stories, and now, it's happened to me. Hi there. I'm a long-time listener, first-time contributor... I would probably file this story under a deja vu, but I think that would still fall under a glitch in the Matrix nowadays. This happened to me when I was in high school some 44 years ago. 
yet it was so vivid that it has been etched into my mind since then, and now, many years into the future from that point in time, I have more to this side of the story, which might count as glitch number two. Here is some backstory before I describe what might be considered glitch number one, which was a deja vu type dream that I had. The year was 1978, when I was a junior and attended a small private high school in the pristine Santa Cruz Mountains of California. I fell head over heels for a boy who was a senior that year. He was a rough version of whom my parents would have wanted me to date, but nevertheless, I fell deeply in love with him. He had reddish, strawberry-blonde curly hair, a funny yet dry sense of humor, and a very distinctive hobby for all manner of Volkswagens. We dated for almost two years. Now to the story. One night, somewhere in the middle of our time together in high school, I had a very elaborate and detailed dream about my future wedding day, which was not even on the radar at that point. I remembered the dream clearly when I awoke from a deep sleep. It was as if I were watching it from the back of the church. I could clearly see myself and my groom, and all of our wedding party, from the back as we faced the minister who was standing at the front of this beautiful church, with a gorgeous and huge stained glass window that literally took up the whole wall behind the minister who was marrying us. But... When I noticed the groom, he did not have the strawberry blonde curly hair like my current boyfriend. No, it was very dark brunette and straight hair. I recognized my bridesmaid because she was, and still is, my very best friend since we were in the sixth grade. I didn't recognize the best man or anyone else from the groom's side. When I awoke in the morning... I remember being very upset about that still clearly vivid dream because my groom did not seem to be the boy that I was dating and with whom I was completely in love. It bothered me so much that I called my best friend and told her the whole dream, which etched it into my mind even more. The weeks went by, and I always had that dream in the back of my mind. Things were good between my boyfriend and I, so I eventually wrote it off as just a weird dream. We dated until I left for college at the end of 1979. Things became strained between us even before I moved to college. Needless to say, we broke up. It devastated me, but I struggled to move on. I eventually met a nice young man at our college. He was also funny. It seems that sense of humor is something that attracted me. We dated for two years, and we married at the end of 1982. When we got our wedding pictures back, and I was perusing them carefully, when I almost fell off of my chair. Right there, amid this pile of pictures, was a view the photographer had from the back of the church showing me and my groom, the man that I did marry, standing facing the minister who was standing in front of a massive and beautiful stained glass window. It was the exact scene 
from my dream years prior. And yes, my new husband had dark brunette and straight hair. I now recognized the best man because we also attended the same college together, and he was my husband's best friend. Now, this leads me to glitch number two, in the form of a vision that I had about my new husband. This was not a sleeping dream, but more like a quick daydream as I was packing up for our move from campus housing to our first apartment in life together. It hit me like a ton of bricks from out of nowhere. As I was reaching into the cupboard to unload our canned food into a cardboard box, I suddenly had a strong feeling accompanied with these words that went through my mind. Your husband will leave you later in life. What? That shook me to my core. Where did that come from? My thoughts were unpacking canned goods into a cardboard box, and we were so happy with each other. It was even too soon in our young marriage to experience any real-life struggles together. My husband and I had a wonderful marriage, with typical marriage ups and downs. Nothing major. We had two beautiful and healthy daughters, as we created many wonderful and fun family memories. This lasted for 16 years, and yes, he did leave me for greener pastures. At which time, those words that seemed to be prophetic came flooding back into my mind. I wondered if it was meant to be something that was a warning to me, so that I could have somehow changed the future, or if it was just meant to prepare me somehow. I'll never know for sure, because it was devastating to me, and it turned the course of our lives irrevocably. He has since moved on to his third wife, but thankfully our daughters are doing well in life. It left some emotional scars on them, but they're happy and healthy, and building wonderful lives themselves. I could never quite figure out what happened to our marriage, but now that we're living in a time where things like Glitch in the Matrix, alternate realities, and shifting timelines are subjects being explored, my life feels like I might have switched realities, or jumped into an alternate universe. When my wonderful husband seemingly and suddenly left what was, for the most part, a fun, loving, and happy family. I had nice tweezers, like the ones with super sharp blades on the ends. I only ever had the one like that. It didn't come in a pack with multiple sizes or different kinds. Well, I have a very, very small bathroom, and one day a few months ago I dropped the tweezers in the toilet. They were definitely inside the toilet bowl, in the water. I looked at them and was bummed that they were the toilet's tweezers now. I wasn't about to stick my hand in the toilet for tweezers, no matter how good those tweezers were, so I just flushed them. They definitely flushed down, never to be seen again, or so I thought. About a month later, I was in the kitchen and the exact same tweezers were sitting on the kitchen counter. I asked my partner if maybe they bought another pair, 
or even if they came back into the toilet bowl after the flush and they grabbed them and washed them, but they said no, and that they didn't even know they were there. It's only us two here, so it would have had to have been one of us. Whatever. I was stoked because those tweezers were my favorite. Fast forward to like two to three months later, and the tweezers were sitting on my coffee table because I used them all the time. Then, one day, they were just gone again. I moved every single thing off of that table. I looked under the table, under the couch with the flashlight, even in my purse and pockets just to make sure that I didn't accidentally take them anywhere. Nope, they are gone again. Is it a glitch? Helpful monster that lives in the toilet? A portal in my house? I could see losing them off of the coffee table or accidentally throwing them away or something. Tweezers are small. They're easy to overlook or pick up accidentally with something else and throw them away, but flushing them down the toilet only for them to end up on my kitchen counter? That's weird. So... Lately, I've been hearing a lot of stories about breathing underwater. This is mine. When I was about eight years old, I took swimming lessons. One of our lessons consisted of going as far down as you could into the deep end, which was 12 feet deep. There was maybe about five or six of us doing this. We would hold on to the side of the pool, take a deep breath, and then swim down as far as we can. I remember doing this, but maybe about six or seven feet down, I started to realize I needed oxygen and could not go any further. But to my amazement, I took a breath and I was fine. Like, I actually breathed in water. There was no pain. It was like I was breathing in air. I opened my eyes and looked around underwater to see if anyone else was seeing this craziness. But everyone else was still doing their own thing and not paying attention to me. I thought I was losing my mind. It was like a dream. I couldn't believe it, but it was happening. As far as I can remember, I went down a few more feet still breathing water. I'm almost certain that I didn't make the whole 12 feet because my ears started popping, so I quickly swam up to the surface. I looked at my swimming instructor who was standing over us waiting and making sure that we were okay, but I could tell by the look on her face that she obviously had no idea the craziness I had just went through. I still think about this every day, and I'm 27 now. I know that this happened. I don't tell many people because I don't want to seem crazy, but I promise that this happened, and hearing other people share their versions of breathing underwater, it definitely inspired me to share my story. So, thanks for listening. Don't be scared to share your stories. Crazy, unbelievable things do happen, and there are people out there who will believe you.
I deliver newspapers very early in the morning. One morning in January of 2020, at about 3 a.m., there was a fair amount of wind and light snow. I got out of my car to bring a newspaper to the porch for a handicapped customer. This customer had a flagpole in their yard, maybe about 20 feet tall. I looked up at the flag and gasped in shock. The flag was sticking out horizontally, which was to be expected because it was windy, as I said, and it had ripples in it, as happens when a flag flutters in the wind. But it was completely still. It was frozen in place. The best way I can describe it is that it was as if you were watching a video of a flag blowing in the wind, and then hit the pause button. Except this was real life, not a video. Then, after I looked at it for about ten seconds, it suddenly started moving normally again. Was there a glitch in the matrix that made time stop for several seconds above a certain height from the ground? And, to answer any questions, I was not tired, this was not a dream, I don't drink or do drugs, and there was enough light from streetlights in the area that I could see the flag quite clearly. But I don't have any good explanation for this. Okay, so this literally just happened. I was cooking a pizza in the oven and sitting in the chair that I always sit in watching YouTube. I get up to take the pizza out and cut it, grab a Coke, and I go sit down at the table. When I get ready to sit down, I reach for my AirPods case, which is always kept in my left pocket, to prop my phone up against to watch YouTube. But it's not there. Side note, I'm wearing a pair of pants that have shallow pockets, so things falling out of them is not really uncommon. Also, I was wearing the AirPods the whole time. So, I go back to the chair that I was just sitting in to check to see if the case had fallen out of my pocket and into the crack between the cushions. I checked the chair and put my hand down the side to see if my case was there. It wasn't. I was actually quite hungry, so I decided to just use a towel to prop my phone up with while I eat, and to look for my case later. After eating my food, I do a thorough check of my living room and the kitchen, and find nothing. I even checked the chair again, this time taking the cushions completely off. Nothing. I figured it must have fallen out of my pocket while sitting upstairs on the couch, as this has happened before, so I go to check upstairs. Nothing. But something weird did happen. My second cat came upstairs while I was doing this, and she almost never comes upstairs. My other cat was already sleeping up there, probably completely unrelated, but I did find it odd. I relented, and I decided to stop looking and try again later, thinking that I may remember something that I had forgotten. I go to sit back down in the chair, but before I do, I decided to check under the cushions one more time. And my AirPods case was there, 
it was in a spot that I could not have possibly missed the first time I checked under the cushions. This has genuinely spooked me. Has anyone else experienced anything like this? This happened about one and a half years ago. I came home and sat on my couch to watch a little television before bed. I took off my smartwatch and set it on the arm of the couch, and then went back to watching TV while taking off my earrings. I held my earrings in my hand for a few minutes, and decided to get up and take my items to my room. When I reached for my watch, it wasn't there. Naturally, I looked on the floor, and then felt in the cushion right next to me. Nothing. I got on the floor and looked under the couch and coffee table and again came up empty. I pinged my watch from my phone, and I heard it inside the couch. I continue pinging my watch, and it sounds like it's underneath the cushion next to where I was sitting. Weird. As I went to remove the cushion... This was precisely the moment I realized the cushions were stitched to the couch and unable to be removed. It was a new couch at the time. I'm now lying on the floor between my couch and coffee table, reaching under my couch. I could feel my watch resting above the lining that is attached to the bottom, and I have no idea how it got there. Under the middle cushion, no less. I reach between the middle cushion and the back of the couch as well as the left cushion and the arm looking for a hole that it could have slipped through. I do find one on the left side, but I don't understand how it slid just right, went into the hole, and then had enough momentum to slide to the center of the couch, all without me noticing. One minute later, I'm cutting a hole in the lining under my couch to retrieve my watch, and I still have no idea how it got there. So, I've been lurking here for a while, and I decided I would post something that happened to me about a year ago. I think you guys might find it interesting. I don't understand what the hell happened at all, and still to this day I cannot shake it. I was in the garage one night about a year ago. Now, my garage connects to the house through a door that I usually keep open, as I tend to go in and out all night working on things. From the garage, you can, from close to the door, see straight up to the back door of the house. It's a small townhouse, and is basically a straight line. So, I was working on the desk in the garage... The TV was off as I was close to finishing up for the night and going to bed. As I was looking at my projects on the desk, I heard a noise from the kitchen. I'm pretty used to the cat jumping through plastic bags and thought nothing of it for a second. I looked over at a box and the cat was sitting on top of it fast asleep. It was at that moment my dog starts barking from the lounge room, which is just beyond the doorway to the garage. So, thinking not much of it, he barks randomly all the time, if something falls off the bench, etc. I went towards the garage door. 
As I approached the doorway, the dog was barking much louder. I hear what I can only describe as loud, heavy footsteps start running from the kitchen across the tiles toward the garage. And I mean, I can hear it clear as day. My first thought of this is, it's a threat, so I put my hands up ready to throw a punch at whoever comes through the door. And it just stops. Nothing. The dog is still barking, but nothing. I waited a few seconds and thought, oh hell, he's waiting for me. So I grab a piece of pipe and went through the doorway carefully, ready for some robber to jump at me. But it's nothing. There's no one there. The dog's watching me like nothing happened. It took me only a few minutes to realize that the house was locked up, and only myself and my fiancé who was in bed upstairs were there. As I went over it in my head, I realized something. Important detail to note, my family has very heavy footsteps, like annoyingly so. If I'm upstairs, I have to walk carefully as I'm basically thumping across the floor with my heel usually. The footsteps sounded exactly like mine. The heavyweight heel-like running sounded exactly like mine. I even ran from the kitchen to the garage again a few days later to see if it sounded the same. A year later, I can't shake it. Something or someone mimicked me, or it was me. I know my own footsteps, and they were 100% mine, but I sure as hell don't get it. Let me tell you a little story about hoses and vacuums. I know, it sounds boring. At first, some background. I'm a stay-at-home mom to five kids. I do all the budgeting planning, shopping, cleaning, essentially managing the house. Nothing happens in the house that I don't oversee. During 2020, when all the kids were home during lockdowns, I took it as a special project to make our grass as healthy as possible and to raise a garden. Since we were spending so much time at home, soft green grass was very important. I watered it twice a day by hand, one thing is that I have a very large yard. It's about three quarters of an acre, and I have very long hoses that I have repaired multiple times with wire braces and duct tape. My hoses would stretch until I felt like I was going to rip them out of the wall, but still, the water would fall about ten feet too short, even when I was spraying with as much pressure as I could. Both the front and backyards needed to have watering cans to do the last little bit. Now, let me tell you about my vacuum. It's pretty much the same. It would reach everywhere in the house except for one little corner. Boring. But one day, a week ago, all three would reach. The hose easily hits the back wall with space to spare. All the duct tape and corrections that I've made to the hose are still there. The front yard can spray way past the edge and into the street. The vacuum hits the corner. All three are long enough at the exact same time. Also, I noticed this on a Tuesday. My son was asking to go to confession, or Catholic, 
and so I told him that it would not be a problem. Confession would be at 11 a.m. It has been on Tuesday at 11 a.m. every single week for many years. When I said this, my husband turned and looked at me confused. He said, Confession's never on Tuesday. I told him not to be ridiculous, because I'm in charge of the scheduling and this is something I know like the back of my hand. We've gone as a full family once a month on Tuesdays. I looked at the calendar, and not only was confession not on Tuesdays, it wasn't written down at all. It has always been written down. I looked it up online. It's on Saturdays at 4 p.m. Previous handouts from church say Saturdays at 4. Four changes at the exact same time. Editing to add, while I am the only person who remembers the confession appointment, everyone else remembers the hoses and vacuums not being quite long enough. Okay, this happened quite a few years ago. I read the flowchart, and it's appropriate to post here, but just to confirm, I was over 18, not under the influence of anything, wasn't tired, etc. I had been living across the country, and had just moved back to my hometown. I was going to rent a room from a couple, but they ended up being creepy and inappropriate. And to give me time to figure out where I was going to live, I stayed with family and friends. It was fall, and they wanted to take me to do something fun, so we went to this place called Apple Hill. It's a few hours away from where we live. We stayed overnight at a hotel. I had brought a gold set of MAC makeup brushes that my aunt had given me. When we got back home, I realized I couldn't find one of the brushes. I checked my bag in the floor of the truck that we drove in super well. I assumed it must have fallen out of the truck somehow, or rolled away in the hotel room, even though we looked under the bed when we left, something my paranoid mom taught me to do. I was bummed, but I moved on. Fast forward eight months... In that time, I had moved back east because I couldn't find anywhere to stay after the weird roommate situation, and I couldn't stay with our family friends long term. Then I found a good roommate and moved back again. The reason I mention all of this is because I did not find or have my lost makeup brush in that time. Keep in mind that my makeup bag was very small and I would have seen it. I had just moved into my new apartment. I was 20 and hadn't acquired many things yet. I had zero furniture, not even a bed frame yet. My room literally just had a mattress. So, one afternoon, I was lying on the floor on my stomach, just messing around on my laptop. I was looking at social media, Pinterest, etc. I got up at some point to go to the bathroom... And when I stood up, I saw the missing makeup brush just lying there in the spot that I had been laying. I was shocked and felt kind of insane. It was not there when I laid down. My floor was spotless, 
so there was nothing that it could have been hiding in or under. I wasn't wearing anything with pockets that it could have fallen out of. I also didn't feel a lump or anything underneath me when I was laying there. There is zero possible explanations. Anyways, it was such a weird and random glitch to have happen. It drives me nuts to think that I'll probably never understand how or why it happened. I lost my beloved high school class ring several years ago, at work. When I noticed, I tore apart my desk, my purse, my clothes, my pockets, my car, and my house. I even combed through the office on multiple floors. I asked my manager, coworkers, and my housekeeping staff to keep an eye out for it. At home, I decided to wash my purse and search the washer and dryer to see if laundering the bag would somehow shake it out. Nothing in the washer or dryer, and nothing in the purse. Weeks go by, and I'm devastated, as my dad bought me that ring and helped me to customize it. I was so upset. Eventually, I accepted that it probably slipped off my finger outside due to the cold weather, and was most likely gone forever. I even started looking into jewelers who could potentially recreate it for me. A couple of months later, my purse is sitting inside my desk drawer at work. I take it out to go on lunch and reach inside to grab my phone, and the ring is sitting right there on my phone. It was definitely my ring, in the same condition that I knew it to be. My full name is engraved on it, along with all the customizations that Dad and I picked out when I was in high school. I was absolutely blown away. I wondered if maybe someone found it around the office and chose to return it anonymously by dropping it in my purse, no questions asked. The only problem is that my purse was locked up inside my desk drawer, and I was the only one with the key. I was overjoyed to have my beloved ring back, but still completely baffled. How could it vanish for months and then just show up one day in plain sight? I still think about it to this day, and it gives me the creeps. This is kind of a silly story that needs a bit of context. Last weekend, I hosted a cookout for my mom's birthday. A friend of mine brought over a 12-count variety pack of ranch water, which includes three cans of each flavor. For the record, and breaking character from this narration, ranch water is not ranch dressing in water like I thought it was. It is tequila with seltzer water. At the end of the day, there was a handful of loose drinks left, a few beers and seltzers, including one can of spicy ranch water. I especially took note because it's my partner's favorite flavor, so I left it in there for them. And, to confirm this, a few days after the party, my partner points out the spicy ranch water in the fridge and asked if I had saved it for them, to which I confirmed yes, I saved it for them. 
I don't particularly like the spicy flavor. I prefer an original or lime with chamoy. During the week, I had one of the beers. It was a local IPA with very distinct packaging and flavor. Cut to this weekend, me and my partner go out of town. My brother agreed to watch my dogs, so I picked up a six-pack for him when I dropped my pups off. We returned and went to go pick them up. My brother hands me an original flavor ranch water, same brand, to take home with me. It's very typical for me and my brother to gift each other a single beer or bit of weed or whatever whenever we see each other. I placed the ranch water in the bag that I had the dog stuff, food, treats, etc. Now I'm home, and my partner went home as well, but was coming back to stay the night. I'm putting things, snacks from our trip, away in the fridge, and I notice an original ranch water in the fridge. So, I think to myself, maybe my partner put it in there and took the spicy one to their house. Makes sense. It seemed the cans literally swapped places in the fridge. Then, I find the original ranch water my brother gave me in the bag with all the dog stuff. I go to put it in the fridge, and now there are two originals with no spicy. I was weirded out initially. There was no other ranch water, aside from the spicy beforehand. My partner comes back and I ask them. No, they didn't exchange it, nor did they grab it. I'm tripped up. I'm currently drinking the ranch water my brother gave me and the other was still in the fridge. Sans spicy. I'm still so confused by this. I'm generally pretty aware of what is in my home and fridge, and my partner isn't the type to just take things without giving me a heads up. Plus, they were in my home for just a few minutes, helping me bring things in from the trip. This also doesn't explain the extra original. But anyways, thanks for reading. My Glitch in the Matrix story happened about a year or so ago. It's kind of a shorter series of events, and I haven't told many people about it, but I see it fit in this instance. So, back in 2021, on a random day of the week, which I don't remember, I was doing my makeup sat at my vanity in the morning. I'm a makeup artist, so that's usually where I am. Important detail to keep in mind is that my makeup vanity faces opposite my window to the backyard, so with my curtains rolled up, I can see a majority of my backyard. I also happen to have two tiny storage sheds right outside my window. That morning, about a half hour into my makeup routine... I saw my mom walking outside towards the shed located closest to my room. I wondered why she was going to that shed specifically, as it's my dad's shed with tools and things in it to cut the grass. While I was quietly observing, I saw her open the steel latch of the shed. She proceeds to go inside for a while, and then comes back out with nothing. I thought maybe she needed something and my dad may have told her where to look for it. 
about a good 20 seconds passed when she came out. She closed the door but didn't lock it, which means that she probably needed to go back there later, but that rarely happens. Anyway, cut to later that day, my curiosity got the best of me, so I asked her what she was doing in the shed that morning. To my surprise, she said that she never went to the shed at all, and I told her, You must have forgotten that you did, because I saw you right outside my window this morning in Dad's shed. She kept telling me she never went in there, and we were going back and forth arguing about it. I was entirely convinced that she did, knowing exactly what I saw that morning. My mom, somewhat trying to believe and wrap her head around what I was saying, decided that the best option to figure this out would be to go and check that the shed was in fact locked in her defense. As we both went outside, we heard the quiet tin bangs that usually occur when the shed doors are open and the wind moves them. As we walked to my dad's shed, she goes to pull the latch and, what do you know, the shed door was open. It felt relieving that what I saw was in fact proven for itself in that moment, but that quickly changed when my mom realized what I was saying must have been right. We didn't know how to explain it when telling my dad about it, and even between ourselves discussing it. I believe it was some kind of glitch, or at least that's what it felt like. But that's my glitch in the Matrix story, so thank you for reading. I've been lurking on this sub for years now, and I've desperately wanted to experience a glitch, but aside from several DOPs, I've had nothing. And then yesterday, it finally happened. It's rather boring as far as glitches go, but I asked and the universe delivered. So, who am I to complain? Anyways, here it is. I like to listen to podcasts while I go about my daily routine. Usually while exercising, cleaning, or putting on makeup. If I don't have anything else to do, I'll do a jigsaw puzzle or paint by numbers. Yesterday, I was finishing up a paint-by-numbers painting, and coincidentally listening to a podcast on glitches. It's important to note the way that I go about completing the paintings. I always do one color at a time, and since the paintings are large, I invariably miss a few spots here and there, but I'll go back and paint those as I find them. At this point... My painting was almost finished, and I was on the last color. But there was one spot that I had left because paint from an adjacent spot had smeared over the number, and I couldn't tell what it was. The painting kit comes with a paper version of the painting, with the numbers on it for that exact reason. So I referred to the paper, saw that it was a 5, pink, and I painted it. I distinctly remember doing this. I made sure to use plenty of paint so that it would cover the smudged paint underneath. There was a spot adjacent to this that I needed to paint, but I decided to move on to another section in order to let the pink dry a bit first. After working on another part of the painting, I went back to that section, 
and the pink that I had just painted was completely gone. Vanished. It looked exactly as it had before, with the brown paint smudged and obscuring the number. There is no explanation for this. I am 100% sure that I painted the spot. I remember I had to rinse my brush before and after, as it was a different color. I remember making sure to completely cover the paint underneath. Even if I had accidentally brushed my arm across it, it wouldn't completely disappear like that. I've made mistakes before, and even when I notice immediately and wipe it away with a paper towel, it still leaves a residue. There was absolutely nothing there aside from the brown paint that had smudged over the number. It looked exactly like it had before I painted it. How? So, there's my glitch. It's kind of silly and boring, but beggars can't be choosers, I guess. I should stop complaining and own my glitch with pride. <laughs> Maybe the universe will provide me with something more interesting next time. This happened yesterday, and I'm still feeling extremely confused as nothing like this has happened to me before. These days... I rarely take public transport, but I had a customer meeting at City Center that is more convenient to get there by commuter train than trying to find a parking spot with a car. So, after the meeting was over, I was taking the train back. Just a side note, previously, I didn't have a car at all, so I know all of the stations on the line very well. For the story... I named the stations just as A, B, and C. C is my alighting station, A and B are the preceding stations. I was sitting next to two women, and the train had stopped at station A. They said to each other that the next station would be station B, and that would be their stop. I was thinking that it's a really cool station. It's a tunnel with some nice wall murals. It's the only tunnel station on the line, so it's easy to recognize. So, we continue in to B station, and the two women as well as a bunch of other people get off, and some new people enter the train car. The train leaves towards station C, and I know it takes about five minutes until that station, so I'm just waiting for my station, not paying much attention to anything. Until the PA system of the train announces that the next stop is Station B. I check the next station screen on the end of the train corridor, and it also reads Station B. And first, I thought that the PA system was malfunctioning, but when I look out the window, we are actually approaching Station B, and we're definitely moving forward, not reversing. I'm really confused at this point, and I see that there is another man sitting adjacent to me, also looking very puzzled as well. The train stops at Station B, and again, some people get on and some get off the train. No, the two women had not respond or anything, and as far as I can tell, no other passengers near me had changed since we left Station B the first time. The next leg, to Station C, goes without incident, and when I'm getting off... I can see the other man is looking still very confused. 
after I got home, I tried to make sense of it, but I can't. I have so many questions. One thing I remarked when I left for the meeting in the morning was that all of the trains going to the city center were about five minutes late. So, had this been happening already then? And why did some people get off on the second time we arrived at the station? Why didn't they get off on the first time? And since at least one other passenger noticed something weird happening, it wasn't just me. How many others noticed or were affected? Many were fixed on their phones, so maybe they didn't even pay attention to what happened. I literally just experienced what I would consider to be my first glitch in the Matrix, and I'm at a genuine loss for words. I've read a lot of glitch stories over the past few months, and I've been listening to podcasts on glitches and all of that, but I never personally thought I would experience anything that could be considered a glitch. Of course, that all changed pretty quickly, and of course, it involved my cats because cats can pretty much do whatever they want on every plane of existence. I was in the kitchen making dinner for myself and my son, and I had to pause to watch something which required me to turn away from the stove and go to the sink. The way the kitchen is laid out, the stove is just opposite the sink, and the sink has a large window over it that looks out into the back porch. And our back porch is covered with a door. Because the whole porch is like this, we let our cat, Prince, out onto the porch because he can go out and watch the yard, but can't actually get out. Anyways, I look out the window while I'm washing whatever it was, and I see Prince sitting on the patio table, just staring out at nothing in particular. I remember thinking that he looked incredibly regal, because the sun was setting and it was reflecting off of his shiny black fur as he watched over his territory. I finished washing the dish and go back to finishing up dinner. After a couple minutes, I head over to the living room where my son is playing Minecraft on his Xbox, and I tell him that dinner is ready. He protests it a bit because he was having fun, but he eventually gives in and says okay, and shuts it off. I get his plate ready and get him at the dinner table, and then turn to make my own food. As soon as I turn back to the kitchen to get my own food, I am met with the softest of meows, and a shiny black cat sitting on the counter staring at me, expecting some of our food. I was taken aback at this. This was literally impossible. The door was shut. There was no other way in. There's only the two of us living here, myself and my son. He was busy on Minecraft, and when he gets into it, it's impossible to pull him away from it. So there's no way that he let Prince in. I didn't let him in because I was making the food, and it's just the two of us. For a moment, I thought that it could have been another cat, but it was definitely Prince's shiny black fur and blue collar that was in front of the window. So, in the end, I have literally no clue how he got into the house like he did, 
without either of us letting him in. My guess is that he smelled dinner and was like, well, time to just phase through the wall and get my food. And bam, there he was. I was just left confused but accepting of the fact that a hungry cat has the ability to do things that we humans could literally never understand. When I, 30, female, was around 22, I had been very close to one of my friends. For sake of ease, let's call him Chris. Of course, his name is changed for this story. Chris and I were pretty much besties at this point. We graduated together and hung out almost daily. Chris, over the course of a few months, had developed a problem with substance abuse, K2, Spice, or otherwise fake MJ. He would use it daily. Whilst gaming, he decided that he wanted to do it as usual. I politely declined and told him that stuff would kill him. And I watched over him as he rode this abuse out. Now, while Chris was in this state of mind, he would get very out of it. In essence, falling asleep standing, nearly collapsing, speaking so incoherently you'd not be able to make out a single word, and the rare but terrifying occasionally stopping breathing. I made sure to watch him until he came down, but I needed to leave. I asked him not to smoke again until I was able to hang around, and of course he agreed but didn't follow through. Roughly two hours go by, and I got a phone call from Chris's mother. I felt my heart drop into my stomach and my throat tightened. When I answered, I was told that Chris had a really bad seizure, and they had found him with the pipe still in hand. They guessed that when he stood up to try to get help, he fell and cracked his head on the table that he was sitting at, and he had passed. I dropped everything I was doing right then. I got in my car and I drove to his house. When I got there, there were no signs of any kind that anything was amiss. I went and knocked on the door, noting that his mom's car was gone. When the door opened, my blood ran cold. Chris was standing there, pipe in hand, and he simply asked, Hey, what's up? I thought you'd be gone the rest of the day. I went in with him, and I explained everything through sobs, and I asked him if he would switch from the synthetic stuff to real. Don't judge me. I knew that he wouldn't flat out quit. He did agree to that. And to this day, I don't know what happened. My phone even still had the call from his mom, even though she swore she never called me. Her phone didn't have any outgoing calls... The logical explanation would be that she was worried and made a really messed up fake call to make me go check on him, but she didn't know that he was using the synthetic stuff. Regardless of if anyone believes this, it is still one of the worst things I have ever felt, and by far one of the strangest glitches I have experienced. I have a few others, but nothing else that's this wild. 
so this story is about 20 years old now. I'm 40 and was 20 at the time. I remember it very clearly, as does my mother. We were on a trip from Utah to California, passing in to San Diego. The trip has an overpass that we pass under, and we have made this trip a thousand times over the course of my life. We always use that overpass to signify the start or end of the trip, depending on which way we are going. So, this trip had been grueling. We had a lot of car trouble, and had been harassed by the California border, because they caught us with ferrets once a few years earlier, so they regularly demand to search our car in case we were smuggling wild animals. With that in mind, we were ready to get home. It was hitting sunset as we approached the city. We passed under the landmark overpass and my mom sighed and said, We're home. And I cheered and we went back to listening to music. It usually took about 45 minutes from the overpass to get to our doorstep. After roughly half an hour of driving, we both started getting really confused. We were passing under freeways that we would not normally pass under. I started looking around to see if we missed something, when my mom said, What is that? And I saw something to this day that makes my head dizzy when I think too hard about it. The buildings around us were crumbling, and the freeways over us had, like, vines and stuff hanging from them. I audibly gasped, and my mom just started saying, What the f- What the hell? What the f- Then, it was dark, and we were on the freeway, and we were passing under the overpass. Except we were going the wrong way, heading out of the city instead of coming in. My mom freaked out. We pulled over and started freaking out. I couldn't even think clearly. We were both just unable to cope with what we had just seen, or where we were. We realized we were missing a couple of hours, and she eventually just said that it was a shared hallucination, and that she had been driving in a daze because of the long day. To this day, we cannot explain what we saw or justify how we ended up on the freeway heading out of the city. I recently brought it up to my mother, and she got really quiet and said that she remembered. She told me what she remembered, which matched my memories, and wouldn't talk about it further. She refused to speculate or discuss it any further than the cold hard fact of this happened this is what happened, and that's it. It was probably the craziest glitch I've ever seen. I just thought I would share it. Take it as you will. Or don't. It doesn't matter to me. So, I know that this is going to sound weird and ridiculous... But the craziest thing happened at Walmart yesterday that kind of freaked me out for a while. So, me and my girlfriend go to Walmart pretty frequently. It's cheap, and sometimes they have some really cool Disney and anime shirts and stuff that we like, 
and it's only five minutes from our house. So, she told me she was going to go check out the women's clothes to see if they have any biker shorts, while I was going to go to the men's section to see if they had any new anime or Disney shirts. We decided that I would just meet back with her since the registers are right in front of the women's clothing, and then we would go. When I was done checking the men's stuff, I see my girlfriend walking toward the food section, and in my head I was wondering why she was going there. So, I started following her to catch up to her, and I see her suddenly turn left. So, I ran and turned left, and no one was there. It was an empty aisle, and I was kind of confused, so... I ran some more, looking for her, thinking that she was messing with me, and maybe just went to the next aisle, and legit there wasn't anybody near there. I was confused on where she would have gone. So, I decided to just call her up, and I said, Hey, where are you? Why'd you go to the food aisle? I told you I would meet back up with you in the women's clothes. She said, I am in the women's clothes. I've been in the same spot. I immediately said, I just saw you walk here, referring to the section I'm at, and she was really confused. I ran towards the women's section and found her, and I told her what happened and what I saw, and she said that maybe I mistook someone else for her. But my girlfriend is a pretty distinct girl. She's 5'9 and has really long blonde hair, and is decked out completely in Disney. She was definitely weirded out, but kind of just shrugged it off. Honestly, I have no clue what happened. I was only like seven feet from her when she turned down the aisle, and I don't think she would have made it all the way down to the next aisle by the time I turned into it. And I ran the entire vicinity looking for her because I thought it was weird. She was legit trying on clothes when I met back up with her at the women's section. Who the hell did I see? Or what was it? The fact this happened at Walmart of all places is weird in and of itself, but it really did freak me out. Edit. I know people are going to think, oh, you just saw someone who looked like your girlfriend. But she was wearing something very specific. A Disneyland jersey which you get only from the park with Disney Crocs. We live in a retirement town near a res in the valley, so not many 5'9 blonde girls decked out in Disney here. Plus, the girl I saw disappeared basically into thin air, so even if it was a girl who just looked like my girlfriend, it was still weird as hell. I have no explanation for how this happened, and I've only told a couple of people about this because I know no one would believe me because I lose things all the time. This happened sometime in August of 2021. I had two Xbox controllers, a blue one and a white one, and I sit the white controller on my neatly made bed, and I climb into the bed to get comfortable. I get under the covers and notice the controller is gone. So, I pat the bed down, but I'm not feeling it at all. I literally start removing the covers off of my bed, and I still don't see anything. 
I even moved the bed away from the wall to see if it fell, even though I know it didn't because I would have heard it fall on the floor. Because it's a hard floor. Also, the controller had a rattle sound in it. I lived in a small dorm room at the time with my sister, and she was in her bed when this happened. So I asked her if she'd seen the controller, and she says no. I go the rest of the day without seeing it, and I'm really upset at this point, because I know this isn't normal. It should have been where I left it. I ended up buying a new controller online because I know I didn't lose the controller like I normally lose stuff. I sent the controller to my grandparents' house so I would get it on the weekend when I visited. As this was happening, my friend lost her laptop charger. And that was really weird because she usually keeps it in one spot, and her side of the room was usually neat, and she keeps it in a drawer. The charger wasn't anywhere to be seen. Me, my sister, and our friend were looking high and low for this charger, and we could not find it. Until a couple of days later when she bought a new charger. She then ended up finding her old charger in the drawer that she usually keeps it in. We all thought that was weird, and it made me think about the controller that I couldn't find. Now, back to the controller. I received my new controller that I bought online, and it wasn't good at all. It was super cheap, and it wouldn't connect to the Xbox at all, so... I ended up asking my grandpa for a new one, and he said he would get it and it was no problem. So, the next day, I get the controller from my grandpa and it works normally. We go back to our college on Sunday and we start to unpack our duffel bags from our trip to our grandparents' house, and my sister calls me over to look at her bag. And when I do, the white controller that went missing was in her bag. None of us put it there. And I was nearly tearing up because I was so surprised and freaked out. My sister and I were speechless. Nothing like this has ever happened before. And my sister usually keeps her duffel bag in the closet and only takes it out when she's leaving to go home. And I know that she did not put the controller in there. We have three working controllers now. I don't know why that happened. And it was super freaky. <laughs> But thank you for reading, and please do tell me if something similar has happened to you. Long-time listener, first-time submitter, mostly because the glitches I've experienced have always been minor, or just basic inconveniences. I have a few situations where things have disappeared and reappeared in random places, and I have a few things in my past where things seem to have changed from what I remember to something completely opposite. But, for the most part, I like to believe that these could just be a false memory or weird coincidences. I've always loved listening to glitch stories, but I've never been one to really take them to be absolute truths. I'm not saying that people are lying, I just want to look for that logical explanation. That said, I don't have a logical explanation for what happened to me, and because of that, I'm going to look at these with more of an open mind. This happened about two weeks ago, 
My boyfriend and I decided that we wanted to go for a walk around our area, and there's a walking path that actually goes around a significant portion of our small town. It's hard to explain, but it's basically like they built a walking path to encircle the entire town, but it breaks off into a number of small streets and sidewalks, so it is super convenient. We decided that we should take the path to the south and see where it took us, because we knew that, in that direction, there was a small park, and we assumed that it went that way. We started walking on the path, and about 15 minutes into the walk, there was what is basically a walking tunnel that goes under a main street, next to a spill creek. It was a bit later in the evening, so yeah, it was a bit creepy, but there were lights and we were already headed that way, so I wasn't going to say that we shouldn't go through it. As we got into the tunnel, I noticed that it was super quiet inside of it, which I thought was kind of weird. With it being a concrete tunnel, you would think that the sounds would be echoey and the road noise above would be amplified, but it was seriously just silent and still. The tunnel itself was probably a couple hundred feet in length, so it's not like it was huge or anything. We walked in, and after a few moments, something just felt really off. Kind of like my anxiety was hitting me in the face really hard. But there was nothing about it that I should have been scared of. I turned to tell my boyfriend that I wasn't feeling great about pressing on, and I thought that we should go ahead and head home, and before I could say anything, something else cut me off. I say something and not someone for a reason. The voice that responded did not sound human. The inflection was super robotic and monotone, almost like a, a Siri or an Alexa voice. It sounded like it was trying to be human but couldn't quite make it work. I remember exactly what it said, too. It said in its creepy straight tone, You should go home, Hannah. Hannah is obviously my name, and it seriously made my skin crawl, because what the hell was that? My boyfriend and I both have Androids, so it wasn't Siri, and neither of us has the Alexa app on our phone. I know that we have the Google Assistant, but it makes a dinging noise whenever you set it off, and the voice didn't really sound like it was coming from our phones. It sounded like it was coming from the tunnel. There were no places where someone could have hidden a speaker, neither of us had our phones out or the sound on, and no one else was in the tunnel with us, it was just us walking. Aside from that, even if some random person was playing a prank, how would they have known to have it say that we should go home when I hadn't even gotten the words out, and how would they have known my name? I asked my boyfriend if he heard what I heard and he said that he did, and we both decided that we needed to go ahead and go home instead of going to the park. The next time that we walked that way, I didn't get that same nervous feeling about the tunnel. It was perfectly fine. As we walked through, I looked around the tunnel for, like, a grate or a vent or something where someone could have hidden something for a prank, and there weren't any places that would work. There weren't any speakers in the walls, and there wouldn't be any reason for them to be there anyways. This was just a walking tunnel, 
we were lucky that there were a few lights in the ceiling as it is. I have no idea what told me I needed to leave. I have no idea why it told me I needed to leave. But I'm glad that I listened to it. I guess. Whatever it was, I want to believe that it saved me from something. And if I hadn't listened to it, something bad could have happened. So, I guess I just wanted to put this story out here as a way to show my gratitude to the Matrix. On Thursday night, I saw something unexplainable and it has greatly disturbed me. I shared this with my mom, my friend, and my fiancé, but I don't believe anyone else would really believe me or care, so I'll share it with you guys, as I've been reading this subreddit since its inception. This was really weird. I saw it with my own two eyes, out of nowhere, and it didn't seem paranormal at all. I have had other paranormal experiences, this did not resemble them. I was not under the influence of drugs, it was just like a glitch in a video game program. I also have never heard of anything like this, so please do feel free to share if you have any ideas. I was lying in bed scrolling social media on my phone. I'll provide a sketched image of the room's arrangement and what I could see from my point of view on the bed. In the corner of the room, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw the movement of a gray object. It moved down the corner of my room, and the movement turned my head instinctually. When I turned my head, I saw something that I hesitate to describe because it didn't make sense, and I had never seen anything like it before. Think... Lovecraftian confusion and disorientation, but without the horror element. It was like a gray smudge out of the fabric of reality. It moved like an orb, weightless in the space between my bed and the wall, but it was not spherical, and was rather blob-like. It was neither entirely translucent nor entirely opaque. The center of it was an opaque light gray, while the edges of the object were a darker and more translucent gray. It seemed like what it would look like if someone took their thumb and smudged ashes onto the world. It moved quickly from the top corner of my room to the middle of the room, near me, where I locked my eyes on it before it quickly swooped around the corner and into my closet. I know that that doesn't seem crazy compared to some experiences, but... Imagine seeing something like this just appear when you least expect it, zip around your room, and then disappear into your closet. I immediately froze up. It was as though my blood ran cold, and I began to shiver uncontrollably. Unable to move from my bed because I was completely frozen in shock, and confused about whether I could potentially be in danger, or elsewise be going crazy, having a stroke... I called my mom and broke down until she talked me into being able to get up, turn on the main lights in my room, and run out. Later, I came back to inspect the closet, and of course there was nothing in there. But this leads to some interesting questions. I've obviously been thinking a lot about this since it happened. This weird blob or smudge 
zipped from the top corner of my room and swung around into my closet. If the thing were not sentient, why would it go into the closet? If the thing were just some sort of extra-dimensional mass of energy, would it not go through the wall to get into my closet and not through the door? If it were a migraine aura, it shouldn't swoop around the room, but instead remain stationary in my field of vision. I have been thinking of alternative explanations. It could not have been a shadow. First, because it did not look like a shadow. It very clearly was airborne and not cast onto the wall. Second, there is one window in my room, but it opens into a concrete wall. Beautiful view. And no light ever comes in my window. This was at night. Thus, there couldn't have been headlights or anything casting a shadow. I have one lamp in my room that was casting light onto the opposite wall. The lamp was in my field of vision, and nothing else moved to cast a shadow, to my knowledge. I also do not visually hallucinate. I've only ever seen one other unexplainable thing in my life. Hearing and sensing and feeling and smelling are another story, and it was in the woods. And I felt the same unexplainable sense of fear and shock, where you hear in your brain clearly reverberating, this cannot have happened. After the experience, it could have been shock, but I felt full of energy and could not stop shaking. Another aside, this is not carbon monoxide poisoning. We have sensors and we've lived here for a year, and I haven't had anything like this happen before at this place. Anyways, I'm not used to posting things like this, so this is pretty vulnerable for me. But I absolutely encourage alternative explanations, or similar experiences if anyone would like to share, or to point me in the direction where I might learn more, because I can't stop thinking about it. My story takes place in the San Bernardino Riverside, California area, And the crazy thing is, I'm not the only person who has experienced this type of thing in this exact same place. I wouldn't call it a glitch, but I literally stepped into another reality and was consciously aware of it as soon as it happened. To make a very long story as short as I can, I'd made a lot of bad decisions in my life leading up to this point, which led me to fleeing from my anxieties literally across the country. Being from Florida, I escaped to California, thinking that I could just be more comfortable as far away from my home and its stresses that I could possibly get. I didn't really make any better decisions when I arrived in California. Consequently, The people I did meet, let's just say, did not have my health and well-being in mind. I found myself in a house in Riverside where these people were creating gold, literally gold, with borax, a torch, and some other base metals and ingredients. I was absolutely mind-blown because they were actually doing this. At some point, the police showed up, which is crazy, Because that's been happening a lot, it seems, everywhere I went. The police would show up, 
They would ask who I was and then take a picture of me on their police iPhone. This probably happened at least 15 times, and every time they would not have me in their system. And I don't have an ID, so they take a picture and that's it, only for it to happen all over again and again. The police left after talking at the door for about five minutes, but consequently, the other people became hostile towards me, saying that I had been the reason the authorities had shown up. Which wasn't wrong, but I have no idea why. So, I'm now terrified of these people, and I fled the house on foot the first chance I got. I'm walking at a very fast pace, just trying to get far away from the residents as possible, but as the sun begins to rise in the morning, I begin to notice that Riverside now appears to be a literal urban ghost town. Everything is overgrown, all the concrete is broken and cracked, there's no running water anywhere. It was as if people had not been there for more than 20 years. I'm now super hungry and very, very thirsty, but I have no way of getting food or water for that matter. And then I'm struck with a paralyzing fear, because I noticed one of the people I had fled from riding a bicycle up and down the street, looking for me. With no time to hide, I contemplated just straight running away as fast as I could, but I was literally paralyzed from fear, so... I just stood there, frozen. He rides up to me holding a takeout box and a Gatorade from some restaurant, or food truck, which was odd, and he offered it to me. He then suggested that I should come with him and everything was going to be fine, and I should no longer worry. I wanted to eat the food so bad, it smelled amazing because all I could think of was chugging the Gatorade as I was super dehydrated. But... Intuitively, I knew that if I agreed with him and took what he was offering, nothing good would come from it. I stood there in anxiety and managed to mutter a no thank you, and to my surprise, this person simply cracked a crooked smile and rode away. I watched him for a quick second to be sure he was actually leaving, and then I turned in one step, 180 degrees, to head in the opposite direction that he was going, but in that one step, just that quick, I went from the Riverside, California that was overgrown, neglected, and abandoned, to I'm now standing in Oceanside, California, right on the ocean among the souvenir shops and bars. People are everywhere. I stood there trying to comprehend what had just happened, and I realized that I was still extremely thirsty. So, I start walking to the Oceanside bus-slash-train station, knowing it probably has at least a drinking fountain. As I enter the station, a random man sitting on a concrete ledge looks up at me as I passed him, and says, Hey bro, call your dad. He wants you to come home to Florida. I agreed. I was very much in shock, but the energy was no longer negative. I felt at ease and secure in this moment. After I drank my fill at the very lukewarm water fountain, I immediately walked into the nearest place, which was a Domino's Pizza, to ask to use the phone. She kindly handed me the store phone, 
I called my dad, and about an hour later I had a ticket for a Greyhound back to Florida. I was reminded of this today, as it happened nine years ago, on the 23rd of August, 2013. The day is the birthday of one of my exes, an ex-dom play partner to be specific. It was a weekday. I had arranged to meet her after work in a restaurant-slash-pub in East London for a drink and food, and to give her a little mark of my respect a sterling silver claw ring. It was in a presentation box, probably 3 by 3 by 2 inches, and in a gift bag with a card. I had put it in my boots, because East London, and I drove to the pub. I went to get it out of the boot, and there was the bag, but no box or card. Neither should have fallen out. The boot was quite small, and the bag was still upright, supported by the chassis on one side, and a picnic blanket against it. Other than the blanket and a few small bits and pieces, the boot was mostly empty. I pulled out the blanket and searched every corner, every nook and cranny. I swear, I searched that boot several times, shook the blanket, I even turned the empty bag upside down. The box was too big to just be overlooked in a corner, and the card was large, white, and oblong, which would have stood out against the dark great boot upholstery. You have to realize that I had hinted that I had something pretty damn special, and this was not just an embarrassment, this was a major relationship disaster. I searched every inch of the car and spent so long with it, I was late for our meeting, which ticked her off to begin with. The evening was a bit of a disaster, the pub was noisy and crowded. She didn't get the promised present, not even a card. She didn't like the food, and, long story short, she hinted that she could have spent the evening with someone who actually gave her some respect. We pretty much split up that night. I went home a lot earlier than expected, and I didn't look in the boot until the next day. There was the picnic blanket where I had thrown it in the car, and there literally sitting on top of the blanket, was a card and a presentation box. I tore up the card and kept the claw ring, which I gave to another friend a few months later. This just happened to me tonight, and I'm wondering if anybody has experienced anything similar. So... I get home from work around 11pm, and by then everyone else in the house is in bed sleeping. I walk through my front door and I hear that the TV is on, so my first thought is that my brother is still awake watching TV. Which I thought was a little weird, but not too weird because he would rarely be up when I get home. Anyways, I was going to go into the living room expecting to see him and to say... What are you doing still awake? But he wasn't on the couch. I then thought to myself, he must have just gone to bed without shutting off the TV. I then went to the bathroom, maybe for five minutes tops. I come back out and sit at the kitchen table. 
The way the house is set up, you can't really see the couch from the kitchen, but you can see the footrest of the recliner on the couch. And so, when I sat down at the table, I looked over and saw his foot on the recliner. Then I got up, and sure enough, he was sound asleep on the couch. I was really questioning myself at this point, so I needed clarification as to if he had just been there since I'd gotten home from work, or if he got up in between the time I checked the couch and he wasn't there, and the time I was in the bathroom for. Anyways, I woke him up and asked him if he's been there the whole time since I got home. His response was just, I don't know, I think so. Basically, still half asleep. Moral of the story, I'm just thinking I missed him on the couch, but I remember clear as day checking to see if he was there. And he wasn't. So, I've been following this sub for a while, but I've never posted any supposed glitches that have happened to me because... I doubt my memory a lot. However, these two things happened only a day apart, and I'm 100% certain that I'm not just remembering wrong or going crazy. The first glitch has to do with a pair of my favorite socks. They have frogs on them, and I love them. I specifically remember being really sad a couple of months ago, because one sock out of the pair had gotten a hole in the toe. That feeling bothers me a lot, so I stopped wearing that pair of socks. A couple of days ago, going through my socks to throw away ones that don't fit, have holes, etc., I came across my frog socks again. But they're both completely fine. No hole in the toe, I know it was these socks that had a hole because they're my only frog socks, and I loved them so much. It was weird, but also really cool because now I can wear one of my favorite socks again. Thanks, universe. This glitch was less than 24 hours after the socks. On my hour lunch break, I usually get fast food, sit in my truck to eat it, and then go to the gas station for a drink and snack to last me the rest of my shift. That day, I wanted a Mountain Dew and one of those smaller cans of Pringles. I specifically wanted the sour cream and onion green can. The flavors are on different shelf heights, and the green can is on the very bottom shelf. I know that I grabbed the green can because... I squatted all the way down to grab it off of the bottom shelf. I set my two things on the counter to be rang up. I remember spacing out just a bit, just staring at the card reader until the transaction went through. When I saw remove card, I kind of snapped out of my spacey feeling and went to grab my two things. But my chip can was red. The original Pringle flavor. That flavor is on a whole different shelf. I know I grabbed the green one, but it was suddenly red. I just shook it off and left with my stuff because I didn't want the employees or other customers to think I was crazy. 
I've never had glitches this apparent that I am so, so sure of. I know it isn't just bad memory, but I feel crazy. I don't know what else to do other than post it here and see if anyone else finds it weird or has an explanation. This happened in 2006. I'd bought some footless tights, and I opened the pack on my bed. What fell out of the pack was just the foot offcuts from the tights, and no actual tights. In disbelief, I texted my friend about what had happened, and we had a laugh about it. I waited until the next day to return them, and in the morning reached into the carrier bag to grab the receipt with the intention of returning this ridiculously faulty product. It wasn't there, and I was certain that I hadn't removed it, and the other item that I'd purchased, a skirt, was still inside, unworn. I definitely had a receipt, I know this, because when I tried to leave the shop, the alarm went off, because the assistant had forgotten to remove the security tag from the skirt. I presented that receipt and remembered dropping it back into the bag. I turned my room upside down and it was nowhere to be found. I hadn't taken it into any other room in the flat, as it was a shared student accommodation, and I never really used the communal rooms much. Plus, I was living a minimalist existence, so it couldn't have been lost in clutter. So, I accepted that I would be left with just the feet of a pair of footless tights. A few days later, I was vacuuming my room and I pulled up the mat next to my bed, and there, right under it, was the receipt. And it was wet and soggy. I could barely read the writing on it. To my knowledge, I hadn't spilled anything on the rug, and I don't remember moving the rug during my search. None of this has ever made sense to me. I never did get my tights refunded, and I just ended up using them as socks. I work in the industrial district of my city. It's one way in and one way out, so we call it the island. There's a single convenience store, and last night I stopped by as I usually do after work. There were no cars, but at least 20 or so tourists. I see this often, but I saw no bus this time. As I got my stuff and got in line, I began getting looks from all of them, like... I was out of place. I just kept to myself and stood in line. A minute later, a couple of ladies from the group came and stood in line right next to me. Not slightly behind me by any means. Directly next to me. The line moved forward. We moved forward. We got to the register. We put our stuff down. I'm just flat out confused, but the cashier only rang me up for my stuff. As I left, a group of them were walking directly towards my car. At this point, I'm getting nervous. 
As I walk closer to my car, the group is almost intentionally walking to it. Then, one guy stops about two feet from the driver's door and just stands there. I shuffle between him to open my door and the guy looks at me and asked me a question in a language that I did not understand. I just silently got in my car and started it. I took one last glance over, and about six of them were all standing a few feet from my car in a line with blank stares. I drove off and felt like I was in a dream for most of the ride home. At first, I thought it was a cultural thing inside the store where the bigger the group, the tighter the line or something, but... The car experience still has me a little freaked out. Before my shift starts, I wanted to go get some gas and a Red Bull, so I went to the gas station by my house that I go to basically every day. Now, this gas station is pretty small, and it's always been the same cashier there every day, or at least every time that I go. I really only go to this gas station out of the sheer convenience of how close it is. Because there's something about the cashier that I just can't explain. Every time I make eye contact with him, my fight or flight begins to go off in the smallest amount. This has never happened to me with another person unprovoked. It's just always a super strange experience interacting with this guy. Anyways, I pull into the gas station, and as I'm walking up to the place, I notice the cashier in his car at a pump. I can remember it so well just because I'd never seen him in his car, never mind outside the register area. So I just noted it and that was that. He then pulled out of the gas station basically right after I walked by him. As I was walking up to the store, I remember wondering who the cashier would be, because I had never seen anyone else behind the register. I could see their head and I could tell it was a dude, but his back was to me. As I walk into the store, I look over and lo and behold, it is the exact freaking cashier as normal and also the same exact person that I saw drive away less than 10 seconds ago. I was immediately freaked out, but I kind of brushed it off and thought that I had to be seeing things, as I'd had kind of a long night before. I grab a Red Bull, hand him a 20, and I say to put the rest on my pump. But when I looked into his eyes, I felt like a deer in headlights. I don't know why, I pretty much forgot what I was doing and just started to walk out of the store after seeing that he put the money on my pump. Walking away without my Red Bull, he goes, Hey, don't you want the drink you just paid for? And starts laughing super hard, in a way that just gave me the chills. It wasn't a creepy or abnormal laugh, but the way he did it made me feel like he knew something. Like, he was in on a joke, and was not laughing about me forgetting my Red Bull. I can't explain it. I grab my Bull Piss flavored energy drink and I get the hell out of there, freaking the hell out. Because now I'm 100% positive 
that I saw this dude two times in two different places in less than 10 seconds. And for some freaking reason, I feel like he knew. My wife and I frequently go to a nearby National Wildlife Refuge where we walk our dogs. As we were driving, we saw an animal run across the road about 10 feet in front of us. We were going pretty slow because it's common to see wildlife along the road. I expected it to be a bird as there are pheasants and grouse in the area, but when I looked at its head... It didn't have a beak. It was smooth and rounded at the mouth. I looked over its body, but I didn't see any feathers. I looked at its tail, because that would be a dead giveaway, but there were no feathers, and the tail tapered to a tip. The tail was about as long as the rest of its body, and it ran with its head in line with its tail. I didn't see any indication of wings along its body, It then ran into some tall grass. I didn't say anything because I had to have seen that wrong, right? But then, my wife said something along the lines of, Did you see what I think I just saw? And I responded, Was that a small dinosaur? We described it back and forth to each other. We both agreed it was a darkish brown color. She immediately noticed the lack of feathers, but she also said that she saw no wings, and that it had little arms bent in front of its body. It was maybe two feet long. We both are knowledgeable when it comes to wild animals and species identification, as it is a hobby of ours, and one of the reasons we frequent the refuge. I've had an intense interest of animals ever since I was a small child, and I cannot explain what we saw. Every time we drive in that spot, I remember vividly what I saw. We both agree that if the other hadn't been there, then we would have thought we were going insane. I think to some degree I think I must have because there's no logical explanation that I can come up with. I've looked at so many photos of various birds and lizard species, and there's just no way. I've tried to convince myself that I saw something else, but there's nothing that comes close enough. If anyone else has had a similar experience, I would love to know. The only thing that we can come up with is that there was a glitch in the timeline, and I guess that somehow a species of dinosaur survived mass extinction and has remained unchanged and undetected until now, which sounds even more unlikely than a glitch. Edit. This post received more engagement than I was expecting, so I'll try to answer questions the best I can. First off, yes, I am aware that it's most likely that particularly small dinosaurs had feathers, but that isn't what I saw, and I'm not going to give an inaccurate report to make it sound more believable. I was aware of the dinosaur feather situation well before I saw this creature. It doesn't change what I slash we saw. I didn't post this looking to solve the answer of what I saw. 
I don't think there is any explanation we can get, except maybe once we die, if you believe in that sort of thing. This was at least two years ago. I stumbled upon this subreddit yesterday, and I thought, hmm, maybe my dinosaur sighting fits here, and I thought that maybe some people would be intrigued. When I was 16, I took an SAT prep class to improve my score and get into a good college. The class was pretty boring, but I met the most interesting girl in the class. She was thin, fairly short, with light brown hair and green eyes. She always wore a green headband, which I thought was cute. Her name was Connie. We hit it off immediately and spent most of the class whispering to each other side by side at our desks. I spent about three weeks sitting next to her and talking during the class. When the class was over, we exchanged IM handles so that we could keep in touch. This was in the early 2000s. About a year passed, and we continued talking online. We got to know each other pretty well, but... We lived on completely different sides of the city, and it was quite a drive to visit each other. So, being the young teens that we were, we never actually got together. Eventually, I worked up the courage to ask her out for dinner. I set up a date at a restaurant located between the both of us so that she wouldn't have to drive too far. The time for our date rolled around, and I headed to the restaurant to meet her. I walked in and I saw her sitting in a booth with two older individuals at the far side of the establishment. She looked exactly like she did in class. Thin, light brown hair, green eyes, and she was wearing her signature green headband. I approached her and said hello. I gave her a hug and sat down next to her in the booth. I assumed these two older individuals across from us were her parents. Odd, I thought, but... Maybe they were there to chaperone. I could immediately tell that something was wrong. The two older individuals looked very confused, surprised, and almost bewildered. The look on Connie's face was also one of perplexity. Eventually, she said, Who are you? I was shocked. I said, Uh, I'm Jason. Remember? We set up a date for tonight. I assume these are your parents, it's very nice to meet you, and I reached out my hand to shake her parents' hands. They didn't return my handshake. Instead, they simply looked at their daughter and said, Oh, did you forget to tell us this, Sarah? Sarah, I said. You told me your name was Connie. She looked absolutely puzzled and said, I'm sorry, you must have me confused with someone else. Oh, uh, my mistake, I replied, then scratched my head and headed out of the restaurant to my car. I was embarrassed. Maybe she just didn't want to go out with me, I thought. She could have at least just said no instead of leading me on this charade. Defeated and humiliated, I decided to just head home. When I opened my car, I heard a voice behind me say, Hey, Jason. I turned around. It was a tall, light, blonde-haired woman with a large, round face and blue eyes. 
Uh, do I know you? I said to her. It's me, Connie. We had a date planned, remember? Where are you going? She said. We then went inside and had dinner. She was definitely Connie. She remembered all of our previous conversations over the past year, but she looked nothing like the girl that I met in class. When I asked her why she stopped wearing the green headband, she had no recollection of ever wearing or even owning that type of headband. I really can't explain this. My parents and I have both been experiencing glitches in the Matrix these past couple of days. One of the experiences was long, too. It happened at the mall. We've had weird experiences there before, but always just thought it was coincidence. After this, my mom and I definitely believe there is something paranormal slash off about that area. First off, let me explain the layout of the mall. I would consider this mall to be pretty big. There's the main part of the mall, and around that are a bunch of strip malls. It's easy to get lost and disoriented. The mall is also in a rural area, so it's hilly, and there are a lot of trees and shrubs around. We drive into the parking lot. At first we notice that it seems kind of empty, but we don't think anything of it. That mall tends to not be crowded. And that's why we chose to go there. Once we enter the mall, my mom and I go our separate ways. The first thing that we both noticed that seemed odd was that everything seemed sluggish, and the mall appeared to be way smaller. We didn't think much of it since this was the first time that we'd been there in around five years or so. So, Let's fast forward to the point where we're done shopping and we want to leave. This is when things got weird. We had decided to meet up at Macy's. I was in the Macy's a couple of minutes before and was familiar with the layout. I went to the area my mom said she was in, looked around, but I couldn't find her. We kept in contact, texting back and forth and tried to better explain where we were. After about 25 minutes of that, I got frustrated and decided to meet her at the sitting area outside of the Macy's. We then call each other, saying that we are seated outside, but still could not find each other. Then, my mom mentioned that she is near the Forever 21, which annoyed me, because the Forever 21 is not near the Macy's. It's near the JCPenney, which my mom did go to when we first got to the mall earlier that day. I figured that she probably would have left and went into Macy's. When I told her that she was at JCPenney the whole time, she was confused, but we brushed it off. We did think it was that the layout was the same, and maybe there was nothing to indicate that she was at a different store, like during checkout. Now, the drive is when things get weirder. This mall is not that close to my mom's house. It's about 25 miles, and the drive is usually around 45 minutes. We've done this drive a lot, 
and I went to school in the area the mall has always been, and it's 15 minutes from the school, and the school has always been around 30 minutes from the house. First off, we needed to make a stop. It seemed like we got to the exit quickly, but I didn't think anything of it. We get what we need at the pharmacy and we headed home. It took 15 minutes. My mom even looked at the clock because she remembered thinking that it was odd. And I just mapped the pharmacy. It's 21 miles and a 31 minute drive. She wasn't speeding. She never does. It was just like a chunk of the drive disappeared. So, last week was a glitchy week, but this was the weirdest one that I experienced. I've actually experienced the same glitch more than once. Twice, to be exact. And both events happened on the same stretch of road within about two months of each other. I've tried to get it to happen again by driving the same path with my dad at around the same time, but for some reason, I just cannot make it happen a third time. This happened about a year ago, and the second time was around ten months ago. Both times it was midday because my dad and I were going to lunch together, which is something that we did every other weekend. We go around the same time every weekend, too. We randomly shuffle around where we're going. Sometimes we just have lunch at his house, but we also go out and eat every once in a while. One of the places that he likes to go is a small burger joint that is kind of in the middle of nowhere on the outskirts of our town. It's pretty much surrounded by trees at the end of a long stretch of road, that looks like it was supposed to be zoned for a strip mall, but it never got built. It's kind of nice, because not a lot of people know where it is, so they pretty much just get regulars, and that's about it. Anyways, the stretch where this event has happened is near a section of road where there is a small cemetery. I don't know if that's related, if spirits have any effect on the Matrix, but... I'm just saying that there is a cemetery in this stretch where things have happened. Both times it has happened, my dad and I pretty much have agreed with the way things played out. We've driven towards the cemetery, and right before we pass said cemetery, we start to hear what sounds like light jazz music. It almost sounds like lounge jazz, like the kind that you hear at a dentist office. It's soft relaxing, and it seemingly comes from nowhere. There's no way either of our phones were playing it, and his car doesn't have a radio anymore since someone had broken in and stole it. The jazz music is faint enough that it almost sounds like it could be playing in a nearby building, but really loud. But it doesn't seem to be connected to any buildings, as it sounds like it's in the car. Then, after about a minute or so of the jazz music, we've both experienced a split second of what is basically pitch black darkness. By that, I mean that for half a second or so, everything just seems to go dark. Like the kind of darkness you experience when you blink, 
but involuntarily. We've both felt it, and we've both heard it, which is pretty much the only thing that has kept me from thinking that I am absolutely insane. The first instance of this was May of 2021, and the second was in July of 2021. We've gone down this road multiple times at the same time of day, going the same speed and going to the same place, and it hasn't happened again since. The first time it happened, it was weird, but the second time, we kind of freaked out when we both said the same thing about what had occurred. Now, every time we go that way, I fully brace myself and expect to have it happen again, but it doesn't. Maybe the Matrix has caught on and won't let me experience the glitch again, or maybe reality was patched and the dead zone was fixed. I don't know. Either way, it was weird, and kind of creepy. I moved to the state that I live in during my junior year almost 19 years ago. In high school, I met Jane and we quickly became really great friends. Her family was like my second family, her little brothers like my own. I would often go to her house because of how much land they had for privacy. It was around a very prominent bend on the road, so you had to be careful to not miss the entrance to her driveway. I also met my partner in high school, so we all knew each other. This backstory will make sense in a bit. Fast forward to now, my partner and I have two awesome kids, N, five female, and J, three months old. N had attended a little academy before she started Catholic school. Once we found out I was pregnant with J, we decided it would be good for N to go back the summer before Catholic school began again. Now, I always like running my GPS anywhere I go, despite knowing how to get to places, just to avoid any traffic jams and to make sure that I'm taking the fastest route. So, while driving N to summer school, for some unusual reason, my GPS was bringing me down Jane's old street. I didn't really think twice about it since her parents sold the house. However, when it became more than a one-time occurrence, I tried finding Jane's old house out of nostalgia and being nosy, as to check the condition of the house. Instead, I found myself in confusion, because after the prominent bend in the main road, the house's driveway was nowhere to be found. I was met with a very large and newer-looking house, with a driveway a lot further down than the one I remembered. I mentioned this to my partner, and he remembered her house driveway the same as me. Around the bend, slow down to make the right into a hidden driveway. But that was impossible, considering the way the new house was placed and the placement of the new driveway. I did some digging on the interwebs, and I found that the house I was seeing now was built 10 years after I moved to this state, while they still occupied the home. When looking for her information, it showed her house was off on another street located a lot further back than the new house I was seeing. 
it would have required me to make a right down a street that I've never been on to just to get to her old house, despite the fact that it was always visible from the road. The old house isn't slightly visible from the road now. Furthermore, when looking up her name online, it shows three different addresses. Two different street names, one is the name of the main road, and the other a completely different name, leading to the same house in the back of the main road on Google Maps, and the other one to the new house, with the name of the main road. I have no idea what the hell is going on. I had gone to her house so many times. She would have bonfires that could be seen from the road at night. This new house looks nothing like the house that I remember. So much so, that the placement of the house doesn't even sit the way the other house sat. There was a shed that I remember, and this house doesn't have one at all. We're not in contact anymore for reasons that are irrelevant, so I can't reach out to ask her, but I'm having such a difficult time grasping what happened to the old house. It's absolutely wild, and I'm at a loss. I went to the movies this weekend. Afterwards, I stopped by the ladies' room along with everybody else. When it was my turn, I was near the back of the line. Several stall doors opened simultaneously, and I had my pick. One lady, referring to the stall that she had just left, said, Don't go in that one, it's out of paper. So, I went into the one next to it. I had been near the end of the line for the bathroom, so the noise from people washing their hands and flushing had died down. I heard someone go into the stall next to me and close the door. I felt the door close the way one does in a bathroom with side-by-side stalls. Everything shakes for a moment, and you can hear the latch close. I heard her sigh and shift around, but I didn't see her feet or anything like that. It was the stall without paper, and I was stuck between extreme shyness and knowing that due to the bathroom code, she would probably ask for some paper. Then, I thought of a solution. I quickly flushed and stood up. I rolled the paper down from the dispenser until it was almost touching the floor, so the person in the stall next to me could see it, and they could grab it if they tried. Satisfied that I would not have to say anything to a stranger but that they would still have the paper they needed, I left the stall to wash my hands. As I turned on the water, I glanced behind me in the mirror to see if she had figured out to grab the toilet paper from my stall. I was shocked to see that the stall door was open. There was nobody there. There was nobody left in the bathroom at all. It was a weird feeling. Sort of like the sound draining out of the room as I stared, unbelieving. Where did she go? She didn't have time to leave. Since there was no one else in the bathroom at this point, I would have heard her. The whole thing took place in about 20 seconds, from the time she closed the door to the time I left my stall. I never heard or saw her stall door open, 
I didn't hear any feet leaving the bathroom, and I didn't hear the main bathroom door open or close. And on top of everything, this happened while I was on vacation. Because as shy as I am, I was hyper aware of my surroundings because I was trying to sense the culture of the locals to fit in. So I was paying more attention than usual, if that makes sense. If I hadn't recently learned of this subreddit, I would probably have blown this off as me being spacey or something like that. I've blown off other situations in the past that I could not explain. I still can't explain it, but at least I know I'm not the only one who experiences these kinds of things. My husband and I drive to the country to buy raw milk every two weeks. It tastes better, and it's healthier. We got in the car. I was driving. Joe needs two big black coffees per day to function, so we stopped at a fast food chain to get them. He drank one down fast, the empty went into the car cup holder, and one was in his hand and he was sipping. It was a nice sunny day and a pleasant 30-minute drive. When we got to the dairy farm, he placed his phone on the passenger seat floorboard and his half-filled coffee cup in the empty cup holder closest to the passenger seat. He got out of the car to get the milk, and his phone rang. It was an important doctor call, so I lunged to pick it up from the passenger floorboard, and, in the process, my hand hit the half-full coffee cup, and it fell over onto the beautiful white leather interior of my Cadillac. I saw the black liquid flow out of the upside-down cup, and I sprung into action. Hurriedly, I picked up the cup and replaced it in the holder. I threw open the driver door to get out and get a towel that I keep in the back seat. Joe was coming out with the milk, and was wondering why I was running to his side of the car. I opened the passenger door, and the seat was utterly, completely, totally clean and dry. I stood there frozen, and he asked why I was freaking out. I saw it go all over the seat. We got in the car. I was amazed. Then I started looking into simulation theory and thanked God for saving my car seat. I did miss the phone call, though. I have experienced countless glitches over my lifespan, and I've always wanted to understand. I believe that in this version of reality, there are many mysteries that simply cannot be explained, and so I've stopped trying to get to the source. I have a lot of stories with no good explanations other than ghosts. The story does not involve a ghost, but a glitch. Recently, while listening to your channel, I had a flashback to this glitch that I want to share. I say flashback because it's really not a pleasant memory. This glitch repeated several times over the period of a month, and became so distressing that I moved out of the house where it was happening. 
I've seen a lot of spooky events in my life, but this one still gives me the chills. This happened back in the day before cell phones, in 1991. I liked to collect old rotary phones from the 1960s, which I would get at a thrift store for $2. For anyone who isn't familiar with the ring, then just go to YouTube and search old rotary phone. I actually just now listened to a video of an old phone ringing and it put me right back into this glitch. I was living alone in an old wood frame one-bedroom house in Austin that had been built in the 1920s. I hate being alone at night and I especially did not like being alone in that house. I worked late shifts at the psychiatric hospital and would get home after midnight. My job was disturbing, and my commute was scary, too. When I would get home, I would call up friends and invite them over because the damned house was so spooky. I would lie in bed with my phone close by, just hoping for a call. Sometimes a friend or a date would visit, but most nights I was alone because I didn't have a roommate and my girlfriend lived across town. One warm late night... I heard a phone ring once from what I thought was the other room. I only had one phone connected, but this ring sounded exactly like my phone, which had a very loud and distinctive ring. I grabbed the receiver desperate to hear a friend, but there was only a dial tone. I knew that it was not my phone that had rung, but there was no other phone in the house which was connected. Had I managed to fall asleep and then dreamed of a phone ringing? Well, now I was wide awake at three in the morning, and I hated being awake at that time. I was lying in bed, and then I heard the ring again. Just one ring. It was from across the room, and I still tried to answer my phone, which was in the bed with me. No answer, only a dial tone. I was awake at this time, and I felt like the ring was coming from under the house. I had never been under the house, but I knew there was a small crawl space to get to the pipes under the floor. I didn't even know how to access the crawl space, but I went outside anyways. I thought that I was losing my mind looking around the house for a rotary phone lying in the ground. So, this is how I lose my mind. <laughs> I was looking for a 5-pound rotary phone that I thought I would find in the grass. It was too dark, and I was feeling very afraid of a ghost, so I went back inside and sat with my phone. I finally calmed down and started to feel sleepy again. I comforted myself by asking what is so scary about a phone. Then, I heard the ring again, and this time I was absolutely sure that it came from under the house. The ring was so loud that there was no way I could get back to sleep. The next morning, I stuck my head under the house, but there were no wires or phone. There was just dirt, spiders, dead insects, and a skeleton of a small mammal. Obviously, there was no phone. The next night, I was lucky to get a friend to stay over. We were up late just listening to music when the ring happened. I yelled, See? I told you that ghost phone is real. I was elated, but... She thought that I was playing a prank, so I challenged her to find the wretched phone. She thought the whole thing was a joke, but became more and more unsettled when she could not find the phone. 
She started demanding that I tell her what the trick is. She had heard the phone and it was quite loud. I promised her that this was not a joke and that I had lost a lot of sleep over it. When she realized that it was no joke, she became very serious. But she could not find a phone. I was just happy that someone else witnessed it and that I was not alone in the house. She looked through the entire house and she looked under the house. The longer that we looked for the source of the sound, the darker the mood that filled the house. I moved out of the house shortly after all of these glitches, and it was later torn down to make way for new condos. This glitch may not sound that impressive to some, but looking back on that house, I believe that I was in an alternative reality. My life changed drastically for the better after I moved out. I know this story is going to sound weird and crazy, but hear me out. I'm not too familiar with this subreddit, but a friend of mine who's always talking about metaphysics, the Twilight Zone, simulation-type stuff, loves this sub and keeps telling me to post this. In fact, no doubt he'll read this. Anyways, here's my story. Two weeks ago... I was about to get ready for a party at 6. Just before I started getting ready, one of my friends messaged me super excited because a boy she's had a crush on for the last four years finally asked her out, and he was coming with her to the party. While I was texting her back, my younger brother walked into my room and asked if I could drive him to his friend's house, which I agreed to do. Then. I went to the bathroom to take a shower and do my makeup. So, I got in the shower, but when I went to wash my hair, I realized that my conditioner was finished. I was pretty ticked off because I had only bought it a couple of days beforehand, and it's an expensive brand. My younger sister always uses up my things, so I knew that she had used it. She also trashed the bathroom leaving water everywhere and her dirty towel on the floor. So, I was pissed off, and I was about to get out of the shower in order to tell her off and get some more conditioner. But as I went to get out, I realized at the last second that she'd kicked the grippy mat that we have at the bottom of our shower tub up. Our shower tub is super slippery without the grip mat. So... As I went to step out, my foot slipped, and I fell with my neck down on the edge of the tub. Time seemed to slow down in my head, and I remember my last thought was, Wow, this is how I die? How stupid. But here's the thing. At the moment of impact, I woke up in a start back in my bed. I know it sounds stupid and cheesy, like something from a dumb Netflix show, but there's literally no other way to describe what happened. I was lying in bed right before I got up to shower the first time, but I don't remember falling asleep. And the thing is, I've been a lucid dreamer for the last five or so years, and if this was a dream, it was way more vivid than anything I have ever experienced. What weirded me out, though, 
was the exact same friend who texted me the first time, messaged me after I woke up, to tell me that the boy she had a crush on had asked another girl out. And she was pretty bummed about it, and didn't want to come to the party. I was weirded out that there was some similarity between that and the dream, but I didn't think much of it at first. As I went to reply, my younger brother came in to ask if I would take him to his friend's house. All the blood drained from my face. He just stood in the doorway looking confused and asked me what was wrong. I rushed into the bathroom feeling like I was losing my mind, and I went to check the conditioner bottle. I know this sounds completely crazy, but the bottle was finished up just like before, and the grip mat was kicked up. At this point, I went to lie back down in bed, and I texted my friends to tell them that I wouldn't be going to the party, and I would like to finish this story up by giving a shout-out and saying hello to the OP's friend who told them to post the story. So, hello Zane, I hope you're doing well. This happened the other day, and it was seriously the weirdest thing that I have ever witnessed. It may not seem like much of an event, but it was certainly strange and I have no idea how to actually explain it. I live on a side road that is attached to one of the main roads of my area, and they have the main road shut down partially due to construction. It's been going on for what feels like forever, but thankfully, as of late, they've been making strides and getting it all finished. Because they're doing it in bursts and sections, they have to block off certain parts and turns and put up detours. But it hasn't been much of a problem until they went into it this hard. When this happened, they had blocked off a rather large section a bit down the road to the right after turning off my road onto the main one. It was basically set up to where, if you turned right off of my road, you would hit construction within a few moments and have to immediately turn around. There were no driveways, no side roads, nothing like that, so there were a lot of cars that were going that way and having to immediately turn back around. It was almost humorous because from the intersection, you could see that there was construction, yet people would still turn that way only to be sent back by the road being completely closed off. On to the event in question, my dad and I were sitting outside on the porch having a drink and enjoying the summer weather while talking about nothing in particular. We were watching people that went down the road and making a bet on how long it would be until we saw them make the U-turn and come back, and laughing the whole time, mostly because, again, you could see the construction when you turned that way, and if you were paying attention you could see that there was a whole section where there was no road at all. It was just broken down concrete blocked off by roadblocks. As we were sitting there, we saw a bright red Mustang head down the road. I made a comment that it was one hell of a car, because it was pretty clearly well-maintained and taken care of. 
then, when it got to the stop sign at the end, they hit their blinker to the right. My dad and I both threw out a number of how many seconds it would be until we saw him turn around. He turned to the right and started down the hill, and we just sat there waiting. We were both counting out the seconds and watching, but we were genuinely surprised when we didn't see it come back. We were both kind of scratching our heads, like, how long is he going to sit at that road close sign and just watching? After a couple of minutes, we both decided to walk down to the end of the yard to look at where the road ends to see if he was seriously just sitting there. But when we went and looked, the Mustang wasn't there. Somehow, this guy had just disappeared, but there was no way that he would have taken that car off-road, and like I mentioned, there was nowhere to turn off of the road or go. It was completely and totally blocked. He didn't turn around like we weren't paying attention or anything like that, because we would have absolutely noticed the bright cherry red and very shiny Mustang. It was super weird. He was there, he turned right towards the construction, and then he was just gone. Neither of us had an explanation other than my dad joking about how it was a ghost car, and if that's the case, then there's a ghost out there that has damn good taste in cars and a decent amount of money to spend on one. I recently got into reading about glitches in the Matrix, and from there I found your podcast, and I think that when I was a kid, I actually experienced a glitch myself. Back then it was just weird, but as I was reading about things and listening to people tell these stories, it occurred to me that my, wow, that was kind of weird, moment may have actually been something a lot more than just that. Obviously, when I was a kid, I mentioned this to my parents, but they just chalked it up to me being a creative child, and having an overactive imagination, and of course they dismissed me. Anyways, when this happened, I was in the sixth grade, so it was a pretty long time ago. I don't want to put my age out there and feel old, so... I'll just say that it was well over a decade ago, and leave it there. At my elementary school, we had two classrooms for the 6th graders. There was Mr. Andrew's class, which was my class, and then there was Ms. Kelly's classroom. Each class had around 20 or so kids in it, and being in 6th grade, and at the end of our elementary school journey... They were putting us through some pretty interesting subjects and teaching us a lot about the world. One of these subjects was world culture. I actually remember the classes pretty well, and they were some of the most interesting classes that we got to do. So, to explain the basics of what the lessons were, Mr. Andrew's class got to learn about Japan and Russia, but what was most fun was that when we finished the lesson about Japan, we got to switch classes with Miss Kelly's room, and she taught us about Australia and China. So, 
we learned about Japan in our normal room, and then moved to Kelly's class to learn about Australia. Then we went back to our normal room to learn about Russia, and then back to Kelly's for the lesson about China. It was really fun, and it was super cool to take the week in another classroom. Being a kid, it was just fun to spend a week in another teacher's room, I guess. And during the Australian lesson was when my glitch actually happened. During the week of the Australia lesson, I repeated a day. I know that sounds really uninformative, but there was a day during that week where we learned about the wildlife of Australia. I loved the lessons, and obviously we learned about kangaroos, as stereotypical as that sounds. I love kangaroos. To me, they are one of the coolest animals out there. We talked about them, spiders, birds, and tons of other things that lived in Australia. During the lesson, Miss Kelly would pause and ask random questions to see if we knew the answer, like little pop quiz type questions. I didn't know anything about Australia prior to the lesson, beyond that kangaroos lived there, and I learned that from our local zoo. So, we got through the lesson, and I learned a lot during that day. But then, the next day when I got to school, when we got to Miss Kelly's room, she started teaching us about the animals again. It was the exact same lesson as the day prior. From literally the first part of the lesson about kangaroos, to the insects and the birds... It was really weird because I knew every single thing that she was going to say, and I answered every single question that she had correctly. It got to the point where she actually asked me if I had learned about Australia in the past, and I couldn't answer her. I wanted to say, yeah, you told us about all of this yesterday, but for some reason, I couldn't. I literally could not tell her that this day was a repeat of the day prior. It was so bizarre how this had repeated, and I just could not tell her anything about it. I sort of nodded and smiled and kept going with the lesson, basically telling her about what she was teaching us. When I got home, like I mentioned, I told my parents about it, but they just kind of laughed at me and told me that I was just imagining the whole thing. What was weird is, I'm not sure if I had physically relived the day, and we spent six days in class that week, or if it was just in my head that I relived it. But I definitely recall the entire lesson happening twice, and me knowing every single thing that she was saying. It was super weird for me, and I have no explanation for it. Hopefully, people will find this entertaining, if nothing else, because, to me, it was just awkward as hell. If anyone has ever had anything like this happen to them, I would love to hear it, and hopefully they'll send it your way, because this event was the strangest thing that I have ever experienced. Before I start my story, 
it's important to establish a few things that have been happening lately. About two months ago, we had an attempted break-in in our home. It was around 10 at night, and I was in the living room when someone attempted to break our back door open with a crowbar. Thankfully, they noticed me and took off, but it was really scary to see that thing firsthand, and to be that close to someone that was violating the sanctity of my home. Because of this, I begged my husband to install some security cameras, so there's now a camera that looks across our living room towards the back door, and a few others that show the entrance and exit points. On top of this, I've also been losing sleep because of the situation, and I've been jumping up to every small sound. I've been trying to find ways to keep myself calm and to relax, and I found some solace in doing cross-stitch patterns. For the most part, I just do cute little animal images, and I really enjoy it. I think that's all the context that's necessary for the story. So, the other night I was sitting in the living room with my husband falling asleep on the couch next to me. The TV was playing some random show, and I was doing my cross-stitch pattern. I had just started a cute little pattern that had a couple of ducks on it, and I was trying to get certain parts done first, when I started getting that weird anxiety feeling that I've been getting since the night of that incident. It's kind of like a panic attack, I think, but not fully there. It's just like a weird hit of adrenaline that's telling me that something is going on. I do my normal checks of the back doors, the windows, the front doors, basically just making sure that no one is around the house. It's a dumb ritual, but... It's what I feel like I need to do. When I'm sure that there's no one around, I decided that I just wanted to go to bed, and that I wasn't really feeling the cross-stitch anymore. I tossed the pattern into my basket near my spot on the couch, and I woke up my husband so that we could go to bed. All of this was pretty normal. Nothing out of the ordinary. Until about two days later... I went to grab my cross-stitch to continue on it, and I had to pause just staring at it, because it was almost done. Every single color and part that I hadn't worked on yet was finished, but the part that I was saying I wanted to get done first hadn't been completed. I was nothing shy of confused and mildly frustrated. I asked my husband if he had finished my cross-stitch, and he laughed at me, and then said that he would have had no idea how to even start on this thing. I had the idea to check the camera and see if he was messing with me, or if I was sleepwalking and sleep-stitching, but at no point over those two days had I touched my craft basket at all. The last time on the footage that I touched anything over there was the night when I got up and looked at the doors and windows to see if there was someone outside. Then I saw me toss it into the basket. I know that I wasn't done with it. I hadn't even started most of the sections. And I really don't think that my husband is messing with me. On top of that, the footage shows literally nobody touching it since I threw it into the basket. Of course, the camera isn't that good, so you can't see how finished it was from that. 
but I know how much I had and had not completed. I'm a little upset because I was using this as a form of therapy, but I guess I'll just have to start a new one. And my plea to the Matrix, please don't finish my cross-stitch patterns for me. Half of the fun of the whole thing is seeing the image come together as you work on it. I think my husband actually experienced a reality shift or a matrix glitch because of some of the things he's mentioned to me lately about small things. He actually told me about the actual glitch that he knows happened, but he says that after that there have been things that are weird to him that he's been noticing. We're both pretty big into weird things like glitches in the matrix and paranormal things, but he never expected to experience one of his own. I guess I should start with the actual glitch that my husband experienced. He and my son were out picking up food from the grocery store for dinner, which is not something he normally has to do, nor does he volunteer to do it. However, on that specific day, he had actually mentioned that he wanted to go to the store, and my son wanted to go with him, so they went out together. Fine by me, one less thing I have to do in the end. He told me that, while they were there, they were walking around grabbing things and they went down the aisle with the condiments. He had grabbed a bottle of mustard, because we were out, and then moved on to the next aisle to get something, when my son randomly remembered that we were also out of ketchup, because he had used the last of it the day before on his spaghetti. I know that's weird, don't ask. I'm not going to question him on why he puts ketchup on spaghetti. Anyways, my husband says that he'll go grab it, and tells my son to stay there since it was only an aisle away. He headed over to get it, and he said that it wasn't there, which made no sense, since it was the same aisle that they had just gone down. He then looked up, and he noticed that he was actually in the bread aisle about two aisles down the store. He mentioned that he had somehow literally walked one aisle over, but then ended up three aisles away from where he started. He even verified this by walking back to where the condiments were, and going one more aisle and making sure that our son was still standing there, and he was. Obviously, this makes no sense, and he says that it felt like he had almost somehow teleported to the bread aisle but he moved on, grabbed the ketchup, and then finished shopping, and was just super excited to tell me about what he experienced. Well, that's not where the weirdness ends. He said that now there are strange little things that are different that he's struggling to accept. The first thing he mentioned was my laptop. I do work as a graphic designer, and I work for a small company that does visual designs for larger corporations. Because of COVID, my position is now a fully remote one, and I have a room dedicated to being my office, which is a room that the other two typically don't go into. The other day, I was working on something, and my husband had to come in to tell me something else, and as soon as he walked up to my desk, he paused, and started staring at my work computer. I asked him what was going on, 
and he asked me where my MacBook was. I have literally never used a Mac. I don't personally like the operating system on Apple computers and have always had a standard Windows-based laptop. I told him this and he responded with, No, you had a MacBook Pro. I remember you and me sitting down to look at what you could order through your work, and we chose a really beefy Mac because that's what they wanted you to have. I recall the conversation you had with your boss where they told you the whole team was moving to Apple computers and you were upset about it. I told him that that had never happened, and I had no idea what he was talking about. We had a small argument about it, nothing too severe, just a disagreement, and we moved on. One of the other events that happened was when we went to order pizza last weekend. My husband was asking what we wanted, and my son said that he wanted pepperoni. My husband immediately stopped and just stared at him like he had grown a third arm or something. He then started going on about how much my son hated pepperoni, and said that he always asked for a cheese pizza, extra cheese, add chicken. My son has no memory of ever asking for this, and as far back as I can remember, my son has always loved pepperoni. Obviously, this was another thing that upset my husband, but we got our pizza and we moved on. I actually had a conversation with him about all this, and he told me that there are other small things that have been eating away at him that have changed. Things like the neighbor's cars are different from what he remembers, and one of the neighbors seems to live in a different house than what he remembered. He also mentioned that he was confused that I had eaten clams the other day, since he swears I was allergic to shellfish. There were a few other things about our son and about our home that he said felt different. I tried to talk to him about them, but I can tell that it's really upsetting him. And he then mentioned that he thinks he's either losing it, or he has shifted to a different existence. Obviously, nothing seems out of place for me, other than his behavior and how he's feeling and acting about things. For the record, he has no mental health issues, he doesn't use drugs or drink, and he hasn't suffered any injuries. And all of these things just started happening after he had that weird event at the grocery store. I have an incredibly trivial story that happened about two weeks ago, and while it is trivial, it absolutely ruined my day. I work at an office that has a lot of people in it, now that we're no longer worried about COVID, I guess. And because there are a lot of people there, it can be both loud and awkwardly quiet at seemingly random intervals. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I feel like my office workers will get it. Sometimes people just don't know when to shut up, and sometimes it just feels weird to have that many people within 20 feet of you and nobody saying anything at all. To combat this, I have an incredibly cheap pair of earphones that I bought at Walmart that I keep at my desk at all times. When I say cheap, I think I paid like $12 for them, and while they aren't the best, they do the job good enough for me. Well, 
two weeks ago, I was sitting at my desk and listening to music on my phone when I got a notification for an impromptu meeting with a couple of my department heads. These meetings are usually just quick conversations about our current projects and what needs to be done by what day. So, they're not long and not really a huge deal. I stood up, I took my earphones out, tossing them onto my desk, and I got hit with the really weird feeling of, they're not going to be there when you get back. I don't know why I thought this. I had never had this thought, nor the notion that they would ever disappear or be stolen from my desk, because they're cheap and kind of gaudy. I stood there for a moment and debated taking them with me to make sure they didn't disappear for whatever reason, but I had to make a quick decision, because I needed to get to the meeting. I decided to grab them, open the drawer on my desk, shut them in the drawer, and then lock it, figuring that that would keep them safe. I then went to the meeting like normal. When I came back, I set my system back up and got to the point where I was ready to get back to work when I got hit with that really weird feeling again. Except this time, I knew they were gone. I tried to open the drawer, but it was still locked. That gave me a little bit of mental relief for a moment because that meant that there was no way they would be gone. I unlocked the drawer and went to get them, and sure enough, they weren't there. I tore the drawer apart to find them, but they were 100% not there. They weren't in that drawer, the other drawer, nor were they anywhere on my desk at all. For all intents and purposes, my cheap, crappy earphones were completely and totally gone. I have no idea how or why they vanished, nor do I know how or why I knew they were going to vanish, but... I will say that I am beyond upset with myself for not just cramming them in my pocket when I went to the meeting. What's worse, I really don't see how it's possible that they disappeared. The drawer requires a key to unlock and lock. You can't open it when it's locked, obviously, without my key. There are only two people that have the keys, myself and the facility's manager, and he has a copy of every key there would be no reason for him to come down to my desk specifically, open it, take my crappy earphones, and then relock it. I mean, I know for a fact this man makes more money than I do, and he can afford better earphones than $12 Walmart Skullcandy earphones. I guess I just have to accept that the universe, or the Matrix, decided I no longer needed those cheap earphones so it took them from me. Which sucks, because now I have to go buy new cheap earphones. Long time lurker, first time poster. Before anyone asks, I don't think anyone is stealing from me or breaking in when I'm not home. I don't think my cleaning lady, kid, or a partner would take this stuff and move it like a sick joke. And I don't think I have early onset dementia or anything like that. And no, I'm not OCD. 
I just know where my stuff is. And I learned at a really, really young age to have a place for everything and everything in its place. I have always been a bit sensitive. Although I'm not a firm believer in the supernatural, I do think that the multi-world theory is at least plausible. The one where there are multiple universes running concurrently that sometimes overlap or intersect. Sometimes, weird things happen to me, around me, and I've just largely learned to accept it and move on. When I was younger, I would have dreams about people who other people said simply did not and never had existed. I would know stuff before it happened, or remember stuff that I could have never known. I found lost stuff easily, and sometimes weird things happened where stuff that I knew I had just disappeared forever. I have lots of memories of things people swear never happened. Parents and siblings chalked it up to an overactive imagination of a highly creative and a bit of an odd child. I never quite felt in step with reality, but largely learned to deal with it and keep my trap shut about the stuff that I experienced, since it tended to weird people out. So, when the chance came up a couple of years ago... I took a leap of faith and bought the house that I grew up in as a kid, and I moved home. The house was exactly as I remembered it, down to the smell of the hard wood and the wood-stained smell. There were a few remodeling things that had been done, but for the most part I can still walk through the house with my eyes closed, knowing how many steps it takes to get from one part of the house to another and I found myself feeling peaceful, mentally, for the first time in a long time. I also tend to be pretty meticulous about where I put things. Items may seem disorganized to other people, but there's a logical sense and order to where things go. However, more recently, I've felt that weird pressure that I used to feel when things just weren't in sync. And now, things are disappearing around me. A few weeks ago, I made a stew called bergu, which is a conglomeration of meats, vegetables, which I always cook in a tall aluminum stew pot. It takes hours to make, and so I only do that in a big batch, three or four times a year, and then I freeze the rest. This time was significant, because I was making it for a special occasion. When the cooking was done, the pot went into the sink to soak. My cleaning lady comes on Tuesdays and Fridays to help with certain tasks like the washing up and sweeping or mopping, and she remembers the pot because she had to scrub a little burnt off stuff from the bottom. I know the pot was put away because I put it away myself after my helper washed out the pan. It went on the pot rack with the lid on top, just like it should. I went to grab the pot the other day to make a big batch of spaghetti sauce, and the entire pot is missing. The lid for it is right where it should be, but the pot is gone. We've searched everywhere for it, and it's nowhere to be found. 
It's even bothering my cleaning lady because I asked her if she knew where it went, and she couldn't find it anywhere either. Next, stuff seems to be missing from my bathroom medicine cabinet. I keep small pill bottles with labels on them for OTC medicines so that they stay organized. It's nothing expensive, just basic things like OTC antihistamines, nothing with ephedrine, think like Claritin, and migraine pills, diarrheal medicine, ibuprofen, etc. on the shelves. I actually have everything in a specific place because if I need something, I just know where to go for it. Several bottles of the -the over-the-counter medications are gone. Not empty, just gone. Completely empty space on the cabinet. I asked my partner to come look tonight, and he also said that there is stuff missing. Because there's no empty space in the cabinet usually. And aside from him, me, and the cleaning lady, there's practically never anyone in the house. The kid comes home occasionally to do laundry, but there's no reason for them to take the whole bottle of aloe vera cooling gel from the cabinet. Later, I find this stuff in places that I would never think that I would put it or move them to. Again, the cleaning lady and the partner or kid would have zero reason to move this stuff to the weird places that I've been finding it. Every time I experience these kind of glitches, it is just so super weird. <laughs>